0: Talking Tesla Talking Tesla. Tesla I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator Because they put rings on Elon It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm
1: Are you ready now? Oh, I'm sure this is Matt Tom? <laughs> Robert? Yeah Well, alright fellas Well, that's
0: Drive a car without autopilot, so
1: here's the deal. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit, it. Yeah. just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All oh, yeah, the other cars are gonna be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even Tesla. have Tesla,
0: yep. I remember that. You've got a model I've X. seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I
1: wouldn't
2: call it a screw up. Do you like your model X? God, it's beautiful. Talking Tesla 76, Tom, what. Would you get out of the garbage can? What are
0: you talking about? Oh, that's a reference to me being grouchy. You know what? Me and you are in Woodland Hills. Yes. Uh, What do you think, Mel? Oh, Mel's not here. (laughs) Mel's in Hawaii. Right now, I believe he's golfing probably the first of two rounds today because he had to go to a medical conference.
2: (laughs) It's only 6.30 in the morning in Hawaii.
0: Mel's medical conference is a week in Hawaii Five minutes on a stage. No, I don't know if it's a week or not. I just make that up. Two days? Two Two days. days. Cece says two days. So Cece's over here. She didn't get to go to Hawaii, but she's going, from what I understand, in a day or two? No?
2: No. Somebody said, oh, Josh is going. Apparently nobody in the house got to go. No. No. Mary's
0: here. I'm here. You're here. I'm stuck here. You don't actually live in this house, though. You know that, right?
2: No, but I feel kind of close to Mel and would hope that, you know, if he was going to a place like... Hawaii mm-hmm. or Tahiti mm-hmm. or the Bahamas uh-huh. that I would at least get the option mm-hmm. to say no. <laughs> Sorry, Mel. I'm busy. I'm I'm saving lives.
0: Mm. Well you could have gone to Yosemite if it wasn't for the storm of the century.
2: That's right. I was planning to go to yeah. Yosemite. Well, and instead yeah. I had a week off in my on my couch.
0: But we digress because no one cares about any of that. What do you think, <laughs> Mel?
2: Oh, that's good. Uh- we appreciate oh, Mel. that Mel, where are you? We miss you <laughs> Do we? Well, yeah, but I feel like some of the glue is missing You know, like when I would So build... like he's the
0: horse hoofs of I... this
2: show? I would <laughs> I would build a model and then one of the wings Would start getting loose and start falling off uh-huh. As a child, that was tragic when you're playing So me and
0: you are the wings and the fuselage And Mel is the little sticky stuff that keeps us together? That's it He's That's the, gross. He's the
2: sticky stuff on the tab
0: <laughs> That keeps us going Hey, Mel Robert just called you glue. <laughs> what do you think about that?
2: And I and I said, you we were in the garbage can, so we're heading to a great start.
0: I'm in the garbage can. That's a reference to you referring to me as Oscar the Grouch. We got that. One of the greatest Sesame Street characters of all time. That's right. At least because he's you know still what? around. He was a realist. Not like that stupid-ass Big Bird walking mm-hmm. around like, hey, everything is sunny and bright. Bullshit. <laughs> I read the
2: news.
0: (laughs) So Mel's in Hawaii. Me and you are here.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm about
0: to go camping.
2: Are you really? Where are you going?
0: Snow? I can't tell you because maybe people will stalk me.
2: Yeah, somebody somebody uh, offered to stalk me on the offered uh, to stalk you. Yeah, they on the TMC on the Tesla Motors forum. Yeah. They uh they asked for my my uh whatever my handle mm-hmm. which I I thought would be obvious since I've actually got um a Is million, it R Rosenblum? Hundreds of comments on there all about with talking Tesla in them. You're very famous. Yeah, it's R Rosen BL. Mm. And so anyway, What's oh, what's uh, cool? What's new this week? Other than you're going camping There's and you a lot of things that
0: are it. going on this week I was on the Twitter this week I don't know if anybody realized that At one point I asked the Boy, kids were you. I asked the kids out there in Twitterverse That's what they call it, the Twitterverse Yes. What they wanted us to talk about And they gave me some good answers So uh, it was late, too late for me to do anything about <laughs> it Some of them are actually No, some of them are in the show But we'll discuss some of them next week for like, sure
2: Like we love you, but
0: No, 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 it wasn't that at all. Some of them we are are discussing. They wanted to know what we thought about the moon thing. I don't think very highly of that. Okay, Um, we'll get to that. There's probably most of the things I don't think super highly. But (laughs) let's just start the show (laughs) how we usually start the show. And that is, hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price?
1: As of eleven thirty-five a.m. Eastern Standard Time today, the price for Tesla shares is two hundred forty-eight dollars and ninety-five cents on NASDAQ, down one point zero four percent from last Friday.
2: So, Tom, does that mean this is a buy opportunity? We're not I supposed to. Give I, I still don't. I'm not going to say whether it's a buy
0: opportunity. Yeah. So, it is, I believe, at this point, three dollars above. Yes, where it was on Model Three announcement day,
2: which we are almost at. It's no, gonna, we're. N- I thought it's the end of March. It was March 31st. Oh, you're
0: correct. Oh, you're. we're almost at the one-year anniversary. Exactly. You were going to say when I cut you off short, and I apologize. <laughs> what do you think about that, Mel?
1: Well, boys, I bet you didn't think I was going to answer that, did you? You're making fun of me because I'm not there, and then you were just sort of asking me questions, and then there'd be silence. Well, I will not be silenced. In fact, on this point, I will not be silenced because it just came out like an hour ago that we're starting to get reports that the Model 3 Part 3 reveal event is now not going to occur... Until July, we don't know how good these sources are. The sort of the news is just breaking right now, but they're reporting that it's not going to happen until July. We thought it would happen on March 31st, but now they're saying not until July 1. Doesn't know why. Maybe they're just going to wait for the first sort of uh, deliveries to occur to the employees, make sure they've got all the sort of the kinks worked out, and no major changes have to occur, and then go boom. Here it is, the full production model shabam we'll see
0: i don't know if you guys knew that but mel's still not here so this first thing on this list it says project love day
2: robert what is that about project love day came about because a uh a writer for a tech blog or a tech website uh, i guess he does the same thing with his daughter that i do with my son talk incessantly on and on about tesla and Elon and SpaceX and all things that we're interested in. Mm, both your families must love that. And, and his daughter, being like, whatever, nine years old, uh-huh. I think she's nine years old, had a different reaction than my son, who is twice her age. My son is just kind of puts cotton in his ears uh-huh. and says, enough. Yeah. And his daughter got excited. And she was in class, I think she's in fifth grade, talking about, I, I, they have some sort of a project going on. And the bottom line was, is she wrote a letter to Elon that said that, you know, she realizes he doesn't do any commercials for the cars, but people love the cars, and maybe he should have a contest for people who love the cars to create a commercial for Elon. He could make a contest, the best commercial, or the one that they like the best, they could put on the television. So she was like,
0: dear Elon, please let your fans make commercials for your car companies. (laughs) <laughs> that was like a terrible. I don't know what that was. I was trying to do a little girl's voice, but it really faded quickly.
2: You've got you've got too much, you know, low tone in your vocal cords. <laughs>
0: hey Elon, I'm a 9-year-old little girl. <laughs>
2: And I'm crawling out of the trash can I was
0: wondering if it was okay If I made some commercials You know like from the fan perspective
2: (laughs) So Elon picks this up And runs with it It turns out the the father You know this letter is probably sitting on a pile On a desk that has Elon's name on it Elon
0: doesn't have a pile of papers and letters
2: Well he's got uh, somebody who reads this stuff Okay And he must get a ton of this stuff in the mail He must Although You know, if it comes in the mail, what good is it? Right. You you think someone sends him a transcript of this show? I sure hope not. (laughs) (laughs) No crap. Because I'm afraid to see what I've said. Yeah. And so she wrote him this letter. And her father, who's a little tech Mm savvy, basically puts it through the Twitterverse Mm -hmm. right to Elon. And Elon responds. (gasps) And he says, this is a great idea. I think we should do this. And literally within a couple days, they're putting out a— uh like a, a product, I mean a um Tesla memorandum to people how to use your cell phone, how to hold the cell phone to take a video. Like they're going to get, I don't know how many thousands, hundreds mm-hmm. of these like fan made commercials. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Tom having to watch through all of those? No.
0: <laughs> in my trash
2: can. Well, you know, back <laughs> back in this in the fall, after the um, I believe it was after the National Drive Electric Week.
0: That's got to be coming up. No day, it's month, hour, soon September.
2: <laughs> After that show, you know, we you got me turned on to the Kia Soul. Uh, yeah, what are they the hamsters. hamsters? And I watched a bunch of those, and then I decided I think it was at that time that I put in the show the six different existing fan commercials. Mm-hmm. And there were some really good ones. There's this commercial of a little kid playing, like you know, how little kid little boys will play space, maybe some little girls too. They'll <laughs> put on a helmet and they'll be in a box and I'm flying to the moon. And so yes, he basically I'm familiar
0: with imagination.
2: gets into the father's car uh-huh. and the, the the door is closed to the garage and he's mm-hmm. playing with the buttons and all of a sudden the car takes off. Oh no. And it's flying through space. This is the commercial. Is it an X? No, because it'd be
0: cooler to play space in an X because the doors are like, and then and bam, they hit your grandma on the head, and you're like, what happened?
2: Or the, or you could use them to crush your little sister.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or or the aliens are coming in, and you're like, close oh, this the port doors, so aliens down. can get crushed. And so this show is genius. You know why? What do you think, Mel? It's because he's not here <laughs> stifling my creative
2: juices. So let me get back to my point. Tesla calls this the Project Love Day. Don't ask me why. Uh huh. And they're going to have I don't know how many commercials sent out. And people made some really good recommendations about this. Like instead of making a commercial for Tesla, you should make a commercial about sustainability and how electric cars fit into it. And then at the very end. Just throw up the Tesla symbol. Mm. But the question I have,
0: mm-hmm. Tom. One question. One question only.
2: Will Tesla actually pay to have this put on television? Why would they?
0: Oh, to pay to put it on television? No. Yeah. Well, that's the premise. Because they don't have to.
2: Of this fifth grader's letter. They can that, put
0: it on the tube that is you.
2: Oh, I'm sure they will.
0: Or the Tesla.com.
2: Then maybe like somebody will play it on the newscast and Tesla will get a free commercial.
0: Maybe That's kind of their jam for sure But maybe it's called Project Love Day Because maybe that was her name All of the sipping and drinking That you all hear in the background That's Robert That's me
2: trying to caffeinate
0: Not doing radio hosting 101
2: Yeah, I haven't ever taken a class in radio hosting No,
0: that's pretty clear (laughs) (laughs) You put a thing in here called Insure My Tesla, The Australian Experience. Is this like the Pink Floyd Australian show that we're talking
2: about right now? Oh, my now? God. Just your introduction gets me laughing because it feels like I'm being interrogated by the Senate House <laughs> Relations Committee.
0: Uh, those guys are all quitting.
2: So Insure My Tesla, that's the website that you can go to. I believe in China, but again, I don't read Chinese.
0: Why is it called The Australian Experience then? Well,
2: because this I got off of The Australian tesla website so on the insure my tesla website Mm -hmm. there's a lot more details uh a fellow on the tesla motors forum drew flux i don't know how folks come up with their names on these websites but he sent me the link finally because i couldn't find it and and of course it does say insure my tesla and it gives details to this whole plan Mm -hmm. it's available to any owner Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what your driving history is which this is is for australia though not for america correct correct I don't understand why they would say regardless of driving history. That kind of makes me a little concerned. Because it means like you could be a crappy driver,
0: and some of those people are hard to insure.
2: Duh. It covers accidental loss or damage from any driver. It covers mm-hmm. damage to the wall charger. I don't know why. It, your choice of repair shops, you can get a higher car for 14 days.
0: That's a rental car here
2: in the States I know, luckily I didn't have to actually put that into Google Translate But I thought that was so cute, a higher car And uh, But they limit you to $2,500 So I guess you're driving a you That's Hugo. pretty
0: good for 14 days Is it, yeah? Like in the AAA they give me like $35 a day
2: It's like 200 bucks. no it's like, yeah It's like 150 bucks a day
0: I don't know, it's I was told good. there would be no math What do you think about math, Mel? Oh, he's not here
2: and they'll also uh, cover lost or destroyed or damaged keys, which, have you ever had to replace a key to a Tesla, Tom?
0: No, but we are currently one fob down. What? Uno Fobo El Disappiero. So you only have one fob? That is correct.
2: Ooh, that's bad.
0: Right, you tell me about it. And,
2: 400 yeah. smacks.
0: That Ooh. didn't help. I know. Maybe I'll, get, maybe I'll get some of that Patreon cash to pay for a new fob.
2: Not likely. <laughs> They'll also cover your towing and legal costs, and I'm I put in a link for the brochure. It all comes from a company in Australia, Australia called Marsh Advantage. So this company also offers, get this, mm-hmm. caravan insurance. I didn't like have for to, your
0: Dodge caravan.
2: Yeah, well, I almost. I almost put this one in the uh, Google Translate as well. A caravan. Mm-hmm. I believe that's like a camper. Ah. Uh. Yes, I'm getting a nod from the from the mixing desk over there from our our, our resident Australian expert.
0: That's why we have Australians on the show so we can understand what happens outside of the states because otherwise we don't care.
2: So what do you think Tom, would you use my, uh, insure my Tesla I for don't, your car?
0: I don't think so. It feels like Medicare Part D. <laughs> <laughs> does it not explain, it's like supplemental
2: explain. insurance you know some people actually listen to the show outside <laughs> of the united states borders and so here give in, crap the, in the states you
0: get if you're on medicare you get x amount of coverage and then uh-huh. if you buy part d it covers some of the stuff that regular medicare doesn't it's a smaller additional kind of cost did you get you, we didn't get any cost of what this thing is so anyways in california anyways it You need bodily injury liability, property damage liability, uninsured motorists, uninsured motorists, property damage cover. These are all requirements that are not part of this. So that is why I referred to it as supplemental insurance. Would you disagree,
2: Robert? I think it's hard to say because I don't know what it takes to insure a car in Australia. Let's ask Bruce. Bruce? We can ask Google.
1: (laughs) Hey, Google,
2: do you need bodily injury liability coverage to drive a car safely in Australia?
1: My apologies. I don't understand.
2: Safely? No, it's a requirement. It's not about safely. Okay. Right? Am I wrong about that? I don't know. Should we ask Mel?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) He's not here. All right. Well, that's interesting. So it feels like supplemental insurance. It may not be supplemental insurance, but it's kind of cool that uh, that they're offering this, and maybe they'll offer it in other markets someday as well, and then it'll really be sort of – cradle to the grave kind of tesla insurance
2: interesting well that gives the impression that your tesla is going to cause you death which i'd like to avoid i think it's just a good thing that it shows that this program is alive and well yes as you as you actually stated a couple shows ago that it's going to come through major insurance providers so it's not like tesla is creating another company and becoming a insurance agent Mm -hmm. and Um, If this comes to the United States, I think it's a great thing. If if Teslas really do prevent 90% of the crashes or injuries or whatever because of autopilot and the safety of the car, then I would rather not pay as much as I'm paying to insure the car. And I'd rather give the money to Tesla or their uh, associates. And evidently, they're rolling this into the maintenance package and the extended warranty package. And this whole thing goes for like three years. All right. And yes, there is no price. Uh, I'm looking forward to it coming our way. Okay, so let's
0: move on because we have an article from Melvis. I'm going to do it for him. Electric! Nice. Nice. And this is about Tesla with tac and lane assist is 97% 90% safer. Yes. But yeah. And the but what about the fire Robert? Yeah, I know you fire. love these fire stories. No,
2: I I hate these fire stories because they they piss me off. Because they get too much air. Now, this one really hasn't gone viral. I don't know if you've seen a bunch of it, but I thought I'd warn folks about the fire in Shanghai, China. There's pictures that started circulating on Reddit, and then it got to Electric. And they showed a Tesla parked at a supercharger that was surrounded by like 15 probably empty fire extinguishers. I guess that's how they put out fires there.
0: I mean, it's one way. We put out fires here that way as well.
2: It looks... It looks, you know, it makes sense. Why have like a special fire truck with the foam and all that? Let's just use a bunch of fire extinguishers.
0: I mean, you're right there. They're probably made in China anyway. Well, you had to get wow, you had to get the fire (laughs) out quicker than maybe the first responders could respond. Yeah, but for
2: 15 fire extinguishers, you had to like empty a building of fire extinguishers.
0: Uh, Maybe there was like a fire extinguisher repair truck, just like that would be amazing. Drove right by at that very time, which would lead me to believe that. He may have started the fire, and he was like, hey, I got fire extinguishers for
2: sale. So this, this uh, P85 is, is, push, is parked nose in at this supercharger, and it looks like it's not even plugged in. In fact, it's not even in a plug-in spot because there's a car next to it backed in. Superchargers are in the back, and that one had some fire damage on it. But the one that caught fire doesn't even look like it was charging.
0: Maybe it was waiting. Yeah, Because you know got how you have so, to wait at superchargers. So
2: pissed that the owner <laughs> spontaneously combusted. He's like, I'm not waiting for this. I'm going to light
0: my car on fire.
2: Yeah, it's an odd-looking kind of fire. It's mm-hmm. it's like burnt through one of the passenger, the passenger side door. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make that much sense. Tesla said that they're immediately starting an investigation. No one was hurt, which is the good thing. That is good. Right, Mel? And uh, the thing that I was saying that pisses me off about this is that Whenever I take somebody I the other day one of the other docs that I work with mm-hmm. he's like listening to me talking a little bit about Tesla he says, oh, my wife's kind of interested so we go downstairs together to the parking lot I said you want to you want to ride mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah so I take him for a ride and what what do I hear during the ride what about those fires <laughs> and I'm like oh, oh f- it, it's not the again. best because as you know Teslas are the
0: only cars in the world the history of transportation to have caught on fire
2: not Not. Are you sure? Bad. All caps. Not. What is your evidence to support your claim? Did you hear about Mercedes? No. Yes. In the United States, 300,000 cars are being recalled because of fire hazard. No. And it's not like none of them have caught fire. How many? 35 cars already wait a
0: minute so you're saying that one tesla fire makes the reddit thread and 35 mercedes fires don't well i call that fake news <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually this is from money uh MoneyCNN.com. mercedes is recalling a million cars worldwide because if they happen to sit in a little bit of water and you try and start them, guess is it, what? Is it a little bit of water? Well, I don't know who to believe, right? Mercedes might have just kind of pushed this up a little bit. They said standing water. That's all they said. They didn't say water to your door, water to your ceiling. They said standing water.
0: It has to be like water that gets into some sort of engine situation, right? And
2: that happened in 30 ca- 35 cars already in it's the U.S.? It's been a
0: very wet winter.
2: It has Well for us For us on the west And you know what Other cars catch fire No Really
0: Say it isn't so Could
2: you imagine Do you have more evidence To support that claim Robert Could you imagine Owning a Lamborghini Veneros No A four million dollar car Does that mean Venereal disease In (laughs) Italian It will help you get venereal disease in Italy if you drive this car. That
0: is for sure. At
2: least that's what they'd like you to think If I don't ha- if I buy a veneros and I don't have a
0: venereal disease within six months, I am returning that car and saying it is broken.
2: Or or you're a wise man and keep a, a box of condoms in the back. Wise men. And so four million dollars could you no. imagine spending four million dollars on a car you get in your car to start it up after you've filled the gas tank and boom, it catches on fire,
0: that would suck. But if you were, like, in a Lamborghini and you're like, damn, my car caught on fire, that was cool.
2: No? No. And so it turns out that they're recalling, like, All the Lamborghinis. Mm, That's a lot. I know. They're calling thousands of cars, 5,900 Aventadors, the $400,000 supercar.
0: Welcome to my Aventador.
2: Yeah. So just basically, if if any of our listeners out there have a Lamborghini, don't (laughs) fill the gas tank. Evidently, if it's full, it can splash a little bit of that petrol onto your exhaust. Also and that's bad. Also,
0: if you are out there listening to this show in your Lamborghini, you better be a Patreon supporter. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. tell you that right
2: now. Yeah, we want you at ten dollars a month. That's ridiculous. Guess who owns Lamborghini? Did you know? The people's wagon. Yes, indeed. So they have even more troubles.
0: Ah, uh, well, you know, their troubles. So that's exciting. So it turns out <laughs> <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out that not just Tesla's catch on fire, it's just that those are the
2: only ones you ever hear about anywhere. Yeah, and if you look at the numbers that Tesla has sold year on year, it's really increased. I think 70% more cars were delivered in the fourth quarter of 2016 versus 15. Numbers are really going up. And right. I don't under you know, because people say, I was thinking of buying a Lamborghini, but damn, they catch on fire. <laughs> I think I'll get a Tesla instead.
0: It was like, well, it was Lamborghini, then Mercedes. Both of those caught on fire. I'm going to get a Tesla. Although, I don't know, percentage-wise of, yes. of total cars, 30. it's probably still not even close. But I don't know. Like few three Teslas I think we've seen. I think basically.
2: the numbers are basically three times more gasoline cars catch mm-hmm. on fire than electric cars. Mm-hmm. If you look at the broad swath of – motor vehicles because if you have a bigger number right a bigger mm-hmm. n you get more accurate statistics a
0: bigger n, such a doctor you're such a doctor
2: uh a doctor scientist thank you very much scientist. maybe you could tell us a little bit about the model three because that's all people really give a crap about on this show on this show they're like not only on this show <laughs> what are they talking about i could have 15 model threes
0: They could. So there was an article in Jalopnik about the Model 3 and going into production in July and there's still no beta prototypes yet. So this article was like, okay, July is four months away and there's still no beta prototypes, although we think they're coming right off the line right now. And most cars typically go into production six months after beta. But we both know Tesla's not typical. No, they're not. So maybe that's not a big deal. They're breaking the mold. And they had two sources in competing in this article about from competitors, anonymous sources, of course. In order to do it safely, it can't be done that way. That's what they said. And yeah. then we've been hearing for months that pencils are down. But Reuters is reporting in this article that tweaks are still Still happening, which makes sense, right? Little tiny, the pencils are down, but that doesn't mean the erasers can't come out,
2: right? Right. That doesn't mean they're going to like redo the trunk. Right. They're not going to redo how the doors work and no. make presenting handles. They talked very clearly on the earnings call about making this a simple car to build yeah. so that they can take the human out of the equation Mm -hmm. because evidently a lot of the recalls that have happened for Tesla, both model S and model X have resulted from elements of the car that were being installed by humans. And in that installation, it required judgment. So I need to tighten this bolt a certain way, or I need to angle this tab to get it into a certain spot. And then you end up with problems when people haven't had enough caffeine And they end up, like, screwing it up. And then 15 cars go out with something screwed up, and boom, Tesla's got a problem. So they want to actually eliminate all of that. And it sounds like they're going to make the robots build pretty much the entire car.
0: I'm sure that's not going to cause any additional problems with any of their
2: employees. Well, I think if they up the the production rate, they're still going to need the employees. But they're going to need them to do other things. Yeah,
0: I guess so. And one thing that is happening... As it regards this Model 3 thing is that there are a bunch more Elon milestones about to happen oh, in yeah. regards to his stock what grants.
2: Tell me again, Mal. So what?
0: the next three yes. that are coming up in – actually, I have four. But the next three that are about to happen closer than any of them is the successful completion of the Model 3 beta prototype. So nobody wants the beta to be made more than Elon right now because that's another – 500,000 shares of stock?
2: I heard that they were making them, that they had started in yeah, the beginning of you, February. They
0: probably closed that line, right, to make them after right. they reopen that line. That's where the baiters will come from. And then the next milestone is the completion of the first Model 3 production vehicle. And then right on the heels of that is aggregate vehicle production of 200,000 units, which is the magic number that we have been obsessing over for weeks now. Because of the tax credit. Right. And the next one after that is going to be 300,000 units. but that, And that could come really quickly if yeah. they get up to full thing. So he is probably going to get four of these milestones by next year, which would be an additional 2 million shares at stock. Do you remember, Robert, what he pays for those options per share? Not a lot. $31.17. And as Google told us earlier today, it's 248 some odd dollars.
2: That's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's going to have That's some good days. That's over $200 for 2 million shares. Good job, buddy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of millions. Yeah. It's all of the millions. I wonder
2: if he's going to use some of that to... Buy a seat on the uh, Falcon Nine.
0: He'll mo- oh Falcon Heavy. He'll mostly have to sell it all to pay the taxes on it. Is my
2: guess. Yeah, that's gonna co- that's gonna cost a lot. But the money goes to good good use, doesn't it? They that it's was a, a joke. It was a, you know, it-
0: <laughs> We'll
2: get to that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so tell me again. Elon has how many milestones in this? ten? Ten milestones. Ten
0: original ten milestones. Right. of five. Million shares So each of the 10 Were broken up Into 527,000 shares mm-hmm. At $31.17 a share mm-hmm. And he had to hit All these milestones And it was like Model S Model X Beta Blah 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 All that other stuff But the next four Like they're They're really kind of Rear-ended And when they put this Into his contract Yes when If you read it Yeah it says, like, these are very, very difficult things to hit. He's going to end up hitting all of them for sure.
2: Yeah, people didn't think yeah. that was possible. Yeah. And this is because he gets paid how much a year?
0: Like forty grand or something like that. But yeah. he doesn't even take it.
2: I thought it was maybe a dollar.
0: Maybe that's what I've he was... heard conflicting reports about yeah. that.
2: I think we, Elon should release his tax returns. There's no question about
0: it. I'm sure somebody will let us know what the
2: actual number is. Prior to running for president of Mars. next week's letters. Right. Excellent. Well, so this is, uh, I think, really exciting to see that we are moving along and moving along at a good clip. And a lot of people are going to see their Model 3s, I think, before the end of the year. And uh, my hope is that none of them catch on fire.
0: Did you see that letter? So here's something, since we're talking about Model 3. We got a letter from somebody who mentioned this thing called model3counter.com. Did you happen to notice that? It was just a little link at the bottom of a letter. If you go into that, model3counter.com, and you put in the date that you – your name and email, and you put in the date that you made your reservation and the date that you got the email confirmation, the date and time, they will – and then click a little button that says, are you a Tesla Tesla owner or not? Yes. You can get an estimate of when your car will come. I don't – or where you are on the list. I don't know what kind of voodoo magic they're doing over there. So the first time I did it, I forgot to click the little Are You a Tesla Owner box. Yes. And the number was like 248,000. And it uh, was like 2020. And that made me That's crazy very sad until I realized I forgot to click that button. Okay. And then I went back and did it again. So now this place has two of my email addresses uh, because you couldn't just – Change your current profile and my new number 17,638 with my car estimated to be delivered October of 2017.
2: October,
0: Rocktober. Whoa, exactly.
2: I gotta do this.
0: Yeah, don't do it on the show, but you gotta do it.
2: Well, but I mean, that's kind of news. It's newsy. Are we going to give everybody the? Uh... I don't know if
0: that's accurate. I mean, I don't know what what how they're doing that. They they've had I think I read somewhere where they've had about a hundred thousand people give them their information, yeah. and there's and they're estimating total reservations at five hundred twenty six thousand three hundred and seventy four. There's a lovely counter on their website, and the the estimated final delivery date for all of the cars currently in the queue. Yes. They have it as March 2019.
2: That makes good sense. I wonder if this thing gets more accurate as more people enter their information.
0: That would be my guess. It also says underneath it, the most accurate forecast available for your Model 3 delivery date. Wouldn't it be funny if this is actually being built and run by Tesla? But let's move on to the Tesla parking lot, Robert. You put this in here, and I want I'm, to know.
2: I'm constantly impressed with the Tesla parking lot. Uh-huh. This week, there are a few new pictures on the Tesla parking lot. But what excited me mm-hmm. was that three of the pictures, three of the four pictures, mm-hmm. showed cars that were clearly not electric vehicles mm-hmm. parked in spots that say electric vehicles only. Maybe they were homemade uh, retrofits but they were not plugged in oh. and they got the boot mm. da boot da boot das so boot. so tesla is serious that that means boat in german i know it does okay. thanks they got the boat <laughs> I appreciate that mm. so this uh, this like inspires me more businesses uh-huh. that offer electric vehicle charging should take an, a, a bit more aggressive approach the responses i got because i had showed a picture on twitter of the parking lot at one of the hospitals i go to and all four spots for EV charging mm-hmm. were iced, and people responded to me, let down the tires, uh, do no. other nasty things to no. the tires, put stickers on the car that don't come off that say no. you're an asshole. You know, <laughs> And I, I agree. Uh, having already been through this since 2012, it's not a good idea to antagonize ICE drivers. Number one, they may be jealous of you. Number two, they may not give a crap. About the environment or electric vehicles, and you're just a a nuisance because they were trying to get somewhere fast. They just pulled in the spot. Boom.
0: Right. They get mad because they're on the freeway and you're driving by by yourself with your little sticker on your car in the carpool lane. They They got a lot of reasons to be angry at us.
2: Well, I mean, the other thing is that they, you know, this is why many people argue that the that the electric vehicle plugs should be at the back of the parking lot, not at the front. Because a lot of malls have put these electric vehicle parking spaces right at the front, mm-hmm. and people just take them. Yeah. You know, they're not, they don't realize that they could get a ticket, although it's nothing like the handicap, right? You park in a handicap spot, at least they here. You can't
0: really get a ticket.
2: In California, if you park in the handicap spot, it's like $340. Well, yes,
0: but we're not talking about the handicap spot.
2: Well, I don't know if there's yet to be anybody to come up with a municipal code that says park in an EV spot, not plugging in, pay a ticket. I fine. think that's
0: not going to be especially when the city's building those light pole chargers
2: you're hoping right
0: on the street no they're building them they're there I've seen them I've used them
2: well anyway it was good to see and uh that Tesla's taking a strong stance on this I wonder how many boots they've bought for this purpose that must be a lot of boots
0: must have a lot of boots over and maybe there.
2: if you work an extra shift and you don't bitch and complain or call on the united auto workers they'll Mm -hmm. take the boot off for you
0: but maybe that's the situation maybe these spots are really close to the front in the factory and i don't know and these guys got there at like 2 a.m yeah and no one else was there there's they know everybody on their shift they Mm -hmm. know no one's gonna plug in and this just happened to be like a swing shift and those guys hadn't left yet Maybe it's a little more innocuous than we imagine. Although still, don't park in the EV spots, man That's not cool Yeah, no, it's not cool It's not cool
2: uh, You know, I don't park in your uh, gas station Anyway, (laughs) we have a letter from Mike Pierce Ah, Who talks about cold weather performance And he wants to buy a car, but he lives in the Canada, which is cold He wants to
0: buy a Model 3
2: Yeah, and he said that recently the temperature was at minus 40 And it doesn't really matter if you say Celsius or Fahrenheit at that temperature.
0: Nope. They're both the same right there. What I will say to Mike is you should buy a Model 3, but you should move. What the (laughs) hell is wrong with you, buddy? (laughs) 40 below. Maybe he likes to curl. Uh, Maybe. You can curl. I curled last night, dude. It's warm and curly. That is (laughs) crazy. 40 below. Cece, you're in the room. No one can hear you. Would you shake your thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you live anywhere where 40 below is a regular part of life? Got a big old hell no. She's from Australia. It doesn't get 40 below anywhere. She's been 40 feet below the Pacific Ocean like snorkeling and scuba diving. But that's it.
2: And so if you look at where Teslas are used and, uh, uh, and sold, there's a lot of them in Norway. That's one of the largest Tesla markets. It gets really cold in Norway.
0: Isn't that where Bjorn is? Uh, yes. Bjorn sold them all. That's why there's so many of them there.
2: Well, uh, Norway used to give you like something like forty dollars or $50,000 credit to buy a Tesla. So it made a Tesla sort of at par with a comparable Mercedes or BMW. Mm, that sounds awesome. Um, it does. And then in fact, if you go there, lots of taxis are Teslas because they have very low maintenance. Do they call them tax Thanks. <laughs> Way to derail Robert Thanks Mike Okay Buy Thanks Mike Mike uh, is followed by Gabor Ladenfrost. Oh we wait, wait. didn't
0: answer his question though what? How do they perform in cold weather
2: Pretty damn good
0: That's not what I understand I, People have all kinds of range issues Alright so right? I
2: was driving around Colorado Between 8 and 20 degrees mm-hmm. For at least 4 days Okay It was fine No I range mean, change
0: Range change. Oh, there's range change. Well, that's what he wants to know. Range change.
2: Well, but it's not that dramatic. But I've heard like 40% in some places. That's why they build the superchargers closer in the northern latitudes. And I, know, I understand in Canada, we have another letter later on, that mm-hmm. they don't have quite as many, especially in the middle of Canada. They don't have as many superchargers or maybe they have none, yeah. which makes it difficult to get around. But that just means more people need to buy Teslas and they'll put more superchargers in.
0: So he's he asked specifically, will there be a battery with the capacity to go 300 kilometers? And I say to you, Mike, I have no idea how far a kilometer is.
2: That's 180 miles. Then and I would so, say
0: probably on the edge if there's a supercharger between Edmonton and Calgary, no problem.
2: And if you can get a plug to where your car is sitting. He says he leaves his car out in the cold in an uncovered parking lot and it won't start unless he keeps it plugged in for a trickle charge. And so
0: Now, would you have you heard of people having to do this on their Tesla the 12-volt battery, which is sort of what starts the car? No. Having to keep their 12-volt no. Trickle in cold weather? No. Maybe Bjorn did. could let us know. I didn't do that either. No. And parked overnight. Okay. So Good to know.
2: I think that you know the trickle charge is just to maintain your range, and if you're getting three to five miles an hour of range, three to five. No, miles but I'm talking about the 12 hour, volt,
0: not the trickle charge into the soup into yeah. the regular charge no, the outlet. Car,
2: the car batteries are, are. I'm not sure about the 12 volt, but there's a heating system within the batteries mm-hmm. to maintain them. In cold weather. And And that's
0: that's what affects the range.
2: That's what affects the range. Okay. So California's commitment to invest in EVs. This is uh, Gabor Ladenfrost sent us a letter uh, talking about something he recently discovered at a meeting where basically the state is going to continue to ramp up efforts to build out the charging infrastructure for EVs. And I think that's great. There's a link in here to one of the California uh, memos. And... um, it also in, uh, includes requirement for fleets to go EV. And this is definitely moving in, in a faster pace than I expected. As we talked about the Mira Loma site uh, build out, and that's hap- there's another couple of those coming online soon. And uh, he asks about uh, getting a Model 3, right? and i said you're likely a quarter to a third way down the list unless you're like a board member or a tesla employee based on what he uh where he is in the buying
0: well but he stood in line on march 31st so yeah. is that not the same day you did right right so he could be fi- higher up go to the model 3 tracker thing right, right? Well, because well, i'm because theoretically you should be ahead of me who you You,
2: Robert, Robert,
0: should be ahead of me, Tom, on the list because you waited in line and are a Tesla owner. So if I'm at 17, I'd be curious to know where you are on the list. So we'll have to figure that out. Shall we move
2: on to batteries and gigafactory? Oh,
0: please.
2: And energy storage. Lithium-ion batteries. Lots of people tell us that they love the show. There's actually quite a few letters in here about a researcher in Texas, 90-year-old guy. I forgot his name. I think I've got the story here somewhere. Billy Bob. (laughs) Not. And so he's been working on – he was one of the inventors of the lithium-ion battery. But that was long ago. That was decades ago. And now he's got a new formulation that uses sodium. And the sodium is obviously much more plentiful than the lithium. And so people are sending us letters all about this story that's been breaking. And here's a letter here from Joshua DeWolf, who talks about uh, lithium resources. The majority of the Tesla batteries are actually not lithium. Reminds us that they're actually made out of nickel, cobalt, graphite, silicon, and I'll add aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. It could be either or either. And sends us a link <laughs> sends us a link about that there's lots of other like I said three other letters and uh, thanks everybody for writing in about that it's good to see that there's there's progress although it's vapor at this point there has not been a successful battery made out of sodium mm-hmm. to you know and there's no production of such it's claimed to have a much higher capacity to mm-hmm. hold charge but from my interview with uh, dr. Rajit God which we'll put somewhere yeah I visited the uh, smart Energy Grid Research Center at UCLA, mm-hmm. and they're very confident that battery technologies are going to be uh, improving significantly.
0: I once made a battery out of a potato.
2: A potato? And if I
0: had a potato battery and a salt battery, delicious.
2: If you could only add a little sour cream <laughs> battery to
0: that, you would have that would a be winner. amazing. Yeah, you could why, open up. Why isn't there a potato car? A
2: potato car? I know there's a, a hot dog car.
0: Right. There's a Frank. No, powered by a potato. There's probably a potato car too in Idaho.
2: How about a methane car?
0: I have a better question, Robert. <laughs> have you ever seen what four million solar panels look like from space? Whoa. Have you?
2: I could imagine a picture.
0: I think you have, because it's right here in a picture notes. of it in the show notes. Yeah,
2: this is amazing. This is like This is actually one of these feel-good stories that if you start reading into it, you get really quite disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) So how does that make it a feel-good story? Well, initially it was reported in LiveScience.com that the Chinese have now reached 4 million solar panels. you know how much space? Oh, this is in one place. In one place. How much 4 million solar panels in one place? How much space does that cover, Tom?
0: Let me guess. guess. Is is the solar panels carry the one... 10 square miles.
2: It is exactly 10 square miles. (laughs) Woo! Nailed it. And they're in there they're it basically it produces 850 megawatts of electricity, enough to power 140 US homes.
0: That is a lot of US homes. A lot.
2: You can see it from Google Maps, from the space. Google Earth. Yeah.
0: The space of the Google Earth. And in 2015, China invested $103 billion into renewables. But let's get to the sad part of the story.
2: Yeah, it you know, just because you build 10 square miles of solar panels out in Tibet, it's not really where there's many people living. There's a mm. bunch of dudes out there, probably <laughs> with some sheep. And, wow. And some very dry farms, but there are no big, big urban centers. There's no 140,000 homes up there in the Tibetan Plateau. And so basically a lot of these a lot of these panels mm-hmm. are offline. Aww. And there's even an enormous wind farm. Uh, they have the largest wind farm in China. Also, in the western part of China, where there aren't a lot of people, they have the capacity for 145 gigawatts of electricity. With, I think, across China, there's over 90,000 wind turbines. But again... So many of them are sitting idle because they cannot balance the production and the consumption of electricity. And they have a uh, deficit of high voltage power lines to move all this electricity. So it's really discoordinated. They're
0: building all these gigantic wind farms. Yes. Really not where they should be.
2: Well, they're where the wind is.
0: Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, where the wind is, either they got two options. Yeah. They gotta move people to where it's windy.
2: Or move the wind.
0: Or move the wind. Yeah. Or build some power lines. So thirty nine percent of the wind capacity that they produced went wasted in twenty fifteen.
2: It's really sad. And in fact it's Disconcerting. There's also issues of politics. Imagine that. Where no. the local municipalities somehow get like I don't know bribes or something, so mm-hmm. that the the businesses say we want coal because somehow they're they're biased to wanting coal energy and not renewable energy. Well, because so, they own
0: the coal, they make the money off the coal.
2: Well, somebody's making money off the coal, and evidently right. we're
0: doing that here too,
2: influencing the people who make the decision of where the power comes from.
0: You know why they're influencing them with coal money, cash, cash, cold hot Re- cold hard cold
2: money we call it renminbi renminbi yeah that's the chinese money okay renminbi nice so a lot of renminbi flowing but not a lot of renewable that's energy true. flowing
0: and just to put it into context for you china one and a half soccer fields of solar panels every hour is that's what they're building
2: freaking crazy
0: they're on their 2020 track by 2018 what the hell are they going to do? Why do they keep building this crap if they can't get it to where they need to get
2: it? Well, I guess on one hand, it's really great that they have all of this capacity for renewables. But on the other hand, the fact that they're still digging up coal and burning coal is a sad thing. So that's amazing, though. They made a commitment to produce a certain percentage mm-hmm. of their energy from renewables In the Paris climate agreement by Mm -hmm. 2020 And they're already on track to do that by next year
0: And here's the real sad part about this From January to September 2016 19% of their wind power output And 10% of their solar power output was wasted And that is the equivalent of 20 20, Robert Coal-fired plants Big ones Big ones, the big ones Yeah what so, to do, what to do. I wonder do. how
2: much they would benefit from power packs. Uh,
0: I don't know because it's still about transmission and location. Yeah. Right? Because they'd still – even if they put all of that into the power packs, right. they still have to move it at some point.
2: Well, I'm sure that there's some duck curve like we've discussed – In China. So maybe some of that wasted energy that you just talked about 19% wind, 10% solar maybe some of that wasted energy is actually because they can't, they're producing so much at a time of the day when the demand is low that they need to shift that into the evening hours. And part of that, you know, there will be uh, different time zones. So in Tibet, it's sunny later than it is in eastern China where the majority of people live. So they might be able to just fix this by building high-voltage power transfer lines so that they can have a sunny Tibet at the time when everybody in eastern China is having their dinner and it's sunsetting, and they're getting their clothes washed and they're getting ready to go to bed.
0: Okay, so China, start with the high-voltage wires. Me and Robert will wait.
2: But not patiently.
0: No, we're waiting. We'll wait right now. Go. For the next hour of the show.
1: I I, I did a little math. What do you think about that, Mel? I told you guys a (laughs) hundred times, no math. While I'm gone, I do the math. I'm the math guy. I know math things. You don't do math if I'm not in the studio. Don't. It's wrong. Bad. Stop it. I did a little math about power packs, and I looked to see how much
2: a power pack can hold Right. Around 200 kilowatt hours of electricity. Mm -hmm. And I I remembered that Tesla in three months, they put together the Miraloma power station with 396 power packs. Mm -hmm. Three months. Boom. Start to finish. Amazing. What would it take in China to soak up the excess photovoltaic energy
0: of just this one that we talked about with the 10 million million panels?
2: Right. 10 square miles of panels. It would require 17,000. Power packs. That is a lot of power packs. Yeah. That's like uh, 42 and a half times the Mira Loma power station. Not
0: value. only is it like 42 and a half times, it, it probably actually is 42 has. and a half times. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive.
2: Don't choke me with a spoon. Is that what? Gag me with. No, gag me with a fork. That was the, that was the line.
0: No, it was gag me with a spoon. It wasn't? It? Yeah. Okay. Or choke you with a fork. I don't know where you're going with any of that, but.
2: So there was another link uh, for this story mm-hmm. in Longyangxia. Good job. I wouldn't have even tried it. They actually watched the production of these solar panels, again, using Google Earth mm-hmm. from satellites, Landsat and Sentinel satellites. And you can see the photovoltaic farm growing over the 2013 till now period. It's not that dramatic to watch. Right. But on this... Website on
0: climatecentral.org.
2: Yeah, they had a uh, other images over time of some kind of tragic things like uh, icebergs and ice shelves melting of palm plant palm oil plantations. I think well, they were
0: deforestation in, was what right. that was putting in, and they were talking about in the 2000s palm oil production in Indonesia alone. Produce as much carbon pollution as 45 to 55 million cars. So I think when they say in the 2000s, it's that 10-year period from right. the beginning of the 2000s to the end. 55 million cars worth of carbon from, <coughs> from deforestation. Robert's got a little pollution in his... Um, I'm
2: just feeling the pain of the folks yeah. who live around all these burning forests.
0: And palm oil. I mean, come on. It's in everything.
2: Yeah, don't eat all those products that contain palm oil. It's only been used because it allows uh, baked goods to sit on the shelf for months at a time. It's better, bake your own, eat local, don't eat that crap off the shelf that's sitting at the 7-Eleven.
0: So those little golden cakes made by an unknown manufacturer that we love and are filled with a white gooey thing inside may be 98% palm oil because they will literally last forever.
2: The white stuff inside I believe comes from some sort of a chalk that's actually mined mm. from the earth.
0: Is it lithium chalk?
2: No, it is not. There would be a lot more happy people if there was. Our,
0: tw- our Twinkies, <laughs> our Twinkies batteries?
2: No, but the last <laughs> thing in these videos was a picture of Fort McKay, Canada. You know what comes from Fort McKay, Canada? Fort McKay Canada forts no mckay's no okay there's a lot of sand okay with tar in it mm. so this is where the tar sands come from everybody's heard about that with pipelines and dirty oil and so fort mckay canada went from this little small place and if you watch the video it just grows enormously and then i have one last warning oh do not go to this website as I did, and just start clicking <laughs> the videos. And as you go down the page, you're clicking the videos, watching them. Well, amazing. Well, as you've scrolled past the videos, they're continuing to loop and play, and play and play and play. And I crashed my computer.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's words to live by, Robert.
2: To the moon.
0: Exactly to the moon.
2: I heard. Uh, I heard. I, I read this, and then all I could think about was Ralph Cramden. That was his name, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ralph.
0: Although that was a, a reference to domestic violence on that show, it I believe. Was.
2: It was. It was It was. funny to a degree. Mm, it wasn't funny. It was if funny he, in
0: the 50s because, well, you know, everybody thought domestic violence was hilarious in the 50s.
2: Or it didn't exist and he was pointing it out.
0: Yeah. Social commentary. Exactly. Interesting. Just,
2: just like all in the family.
0: Mm, yeah, look at you next level thinking.
2: So that's why I, I, I appreciate it. If you actually listen to uh, uh, Jack, Jackie, Jackie like Gleason Gleason, interviews of Jackie Gleason, he, he touches on that. Ah but I thought it would be a good intro to the to the moon.:
0: It is so you put a YouTube clip in here where uh, we'll probably play that in the show. Let's play it now. I'm going to the
2: moon) <laughs> You
0: had a great Isn't that funny, Mel? Thanks, oh, Mel Oh my god, it's so good It was awesome uh, So let's get on with this moon thing <laughs> <laughs> Why is it relevant to the show, Robert?
2: Because it's SpaceX Okay SpaceX, mm-hmm. gonna take people to the moon Do you want to go to the moon?
0: You already mm, said no. No. You're
2: going to stay in your garbage can. It's not taking
0: people to the moon. It's taking two very wealthy people around the moon.
2: Well, I mean they're going to get within 40,000 miles of the moon, so that's pretty darn close. Oh.
0: I'm within 40,000 miles of the other side of Earth right now.
2: So, on Let's recap. Let's go back to 1968, December 21st. Apollo 8. It was a rushed mission. They they were, they were messing around. They were having problems launching rockets back then. So when people say SpaceX is having big problems launching rockets, damn it, look at your history book. So Apollo 8 was kind of a rushed mission. They wanted to get to the moon. They wanted to land on the moon. They wanted to try the lunar module. And so basically this was supposed to be a around the Earth, middle or partway to the moon mission, but they decided to make it an all the way to the moon mission. And so Apollo 8 went from... Cape Canaveral to the moon And they circled the moon 10 times and they came back And you know how long it took? No Six days and three hours So you're gonna Whoever bought these two tickets is Mm -hmm. gonna pay Like a hundred million dollars You
0: don't know, you made that number up
2: I did, but I kind of am guesstimating Mm -hmm. Using other factoids from space websites factoids And so a hundred million dollars To fly for six days, roughly And get a few rounds the moon, how many pictures can they take? They can't tweet them very well.
0: Is that the deal, though? Are they going to get six days? They're going to go around the moon ten times?
2: Yeah, they're probably going to go around the moon a few times, more than once, I'm sure. Because actually, when you first go around the moon, it's sort of an elliptical orbit. They kind of tighten it up, and I think they use it in some way, this sort of momentum buildup to help Uh propel you back. Would you be like
0: on the boat, on the ship, like pushing buttons, trying to figure out how to get to the space station at that point?
2: Uh, I don't think they're going to let you push any buttons other than ones to play
0: music. But they're not going to be up there. If there's buttons, I'm pushing them. No, I'm not. That's
2: crazy. There are some buttons. I think we looked at the inside of the capsule. Maybe it was last week and Mm. it was like there's 30 buttons or something on that Mm. console.
0: I think it was 38 and a half.
2: And so, the two people who will fly, the private astronauts, have not been yet announced. They're getting health tests to ensure their fitness.
0: As yet unnamed astronauts. We let's are. not call them astronauts, shall we? Let's call them richconauts.
2: How about pyronauts? Because they're private astronauts.
0: I don't want to use the word knots. Actually, let's get rid of knots. Knots. Completely. <laughs> let's not call them
2: knots. I have a feeling that it could be like Sergey Brin. One of the Google two? Why? Why? Because he has so much money. I know, but and he trusts Elon. Okay. If Elon says it can be done and it's safe, go for it. Is this
0: is this not a carbon footprint nightmare? We're talking about three three stage ones of the normal rocket all attached together. So that's thirty engines firing twenty seven. I thought there were ten each.
2: No, Falcon Nine is for okay. nine engines. Oh, look
0: at you, good job. 27. 27 engines, plus the single engine in the middle to like control it. The last engine, so twenty-eight right. engines. The Merlin engine that on that is
2: second stage. Crazy. It's, it. it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of kerosene and oxygen. Right for
0: two people to go into space non-scientifically for no real good reason other than they can afford it.
2: Well, it's it's written that this could be a quote significant driver of revenue. SpaceX said they won't fly until after NASA approves the C- Dragon for crew transport. That's the Crew Dragon, and that's going to happen sometime next year. They're going to fly first to the International Space Station with astronauts. They have a they have a commitment, so this is where the sort of the calculation of $100 million comes from. They have a calculation mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, SpaceX is going to provide crew transport to the International Space Station. They got like 2 or $3 billion. Now I've lost the details. They're supposed to carry anywhere from two to seven astronauts per mission, and they're supposed to provide, I believe, six or seven missions. So uh, the U.S. already spends something like $40 million to take people up on the Soyuz. So it's, it's not a cheap endeavor to get to space, but to get to the moon, amazing. I even included a picture here of what it looks like to go to the moon. So if you don't have $100 million and you want to imagine, just imagine you for think a this, few minutes. You think this picture gets me close to an imagination of what it's like to fly to the moon?
1: Yeah, it does. Okay.
2: I get a sense. Like, where are you going to go? What are you going to see? All right. How many hours are you going to spend in deep space seeing Absolutely nothing but sun on one side that's so bright you can't look at it. Yeah, it'll burn your retinas. Mm. And on the other side, black.
0: I got a big problem with this. So let's say I spent a hundred million dollars. Okay. And my buddy spent a hundred million dollars. So is Buy it two hundred million dollars? Yes. Anywho, I don't know what the number is, but let's say it goes bad, right? Let's say it explodes. Yes. Because it's some because it's a frivolous launch. I'm going to call just, it a frivolous launch. Let's just, it just say it gets explodes. hit but by an asteroid sure, anything could
2: meteorite but, but, out in space. But
0: let's say it blows up on the launch pad and we lose 30, we lose 28 rockets. We lose these two amazing human beings who I'm sure are lovely people yes. who happen to be incredibly wealthy. Yes. And it and for what for for what like it's not if they were like I want to go into space to run these scientific experiments that I think are very important and I'm going to pay for them right like that's one thing but this is sort of just like I want to go to space it's like the Veruca Salt launch I want one daddy buy me a space launch I want
2: to see the moon let's go back let's go back in time it's 1968. And I'm Neil Armstrong. Do you wanna tell me why it's useless to go to the moon? It's not useless for Neil
0: Armstrong. Why? This is the difference. What's this the was difference? a point it was part of a scientific discovery.
2: We haven't been to the moon. Oh my God. In decades
0: Yes, I understand that These people are going around the moon We know. know what the moon looks like I'm not talking If there was a real There should be a real scientific Or furthering of humanity reason okay. To be
2: putting these kind okay. of resources the Towards reason. the launch Oh, good it's God It's going to fund SpaceX And that's going to get us to Mars SpaceX to, has funding But they don't have the, enough funding To do the whole Mars interco- inter- colony transport And if
0: it explodes and causes an extra. 200 million dollars worth of damage you know
2: you're not on the inside and you don't know what the likelihood of mission success is i don't think they would do this they i mean yes going into space is a gamble it's always a gamble there's that can happen that you cannot predict okay like i said they could be flying there Mm -hmm. just like uh what was it apollo 13 Mm -hmm. they were they had something that struck the Lunar module, the command module And it took out one of the electrical Systems and they had to do this like Abort, get back, there's a big movie About it with Tom Hanks, it's a good Movie, and it's pretty darn accurate And again, so we had What, seven missions to the moon I think that's the number, and One of them was effed up because something Happened, Mm -hmm. stuff happens out There, it's, we have no control Beyond our own little beings Out there, and so if this gets people inspired, people are jazzed up. How many people that I met at the Hyperloop competition a few weeks ago who were just dying to get an internship? Uh, these are all high-end right, engineering. That, but we're so talking
0: about rich guys Well, but they're are not just inspirational. A, I'm not going to be inspired by a couple of no, rich but guys. The fact
2: that they did this, the fact that they did this, and the fact that they are pushing the limits, SpaceX is pushing limits, inspires people. It's worth it
0: next agree to disagree mel what do you think yeah we all know what you think
2: the, the one thing that concerns me about this mm-hmm. i'm not concerned about the risk i'm not <clears> concerned <throat> about the rich guys i'm concerned that spacex actually has on their flight manifest 70 launches planned mm-hmm. that's a hell of a lot of launches yeah they're like after the september explosion when they were filling the falcon 9 Oh, what an explosion They were filling an empty Mm -hmm. rocket with no people on it. Yeah. So they learned from that. They improved the design. They did. And we've now had a successful launch. In fact, on the 12th, which is six days from today, Mm -hmm. probably four days from when people hear the show, Mm -hmm. there's going to be another launch Mm -hmm. from Cape Canaveral. And so um, 70 launches to go. This just puts one more big launch on that manifest. I just hope it doesn't slow them down because we want to go to Mars. And that's 12 additional launches in 2022 and 2024. That's on the SpaceX Reddit page. I put the link in there so people can follow it as rapidly as we do.
0: Yeah, I would hate for anything to delay us getting to Mars.
2: So now we've got a letter from Joel Sapp that I think you, Tom, might feel good about. Uh, Might I? I don't know.
0: I don't know. You let me know whether I should feel good about it.
2: Have you heard about the SpaceX truthers? Nope. Well, there are. SpaceX truthers. And who
0: are these people and what do they do?
2: Well, they're convinced that all of these launches and mm-hmm. all of these landings are faked. Mm. That's why they're all done at night. Didn't that, you see one of these the launches? The landings are all done at night. The landings are all done at out in the ocean where nobody can go see it. That's all inact. It's all been faked. It's all just a takeoff mm-hmm. that's been reversed. Oh. And that's what we're seeing on the videos. So they've took off with a whole rocket. Yes. And then they photoshopped the whole top
0: of the rocket off. Correct. And reversed the thing. Or didn't even and bother put to legs put the top out. On it. Yeah.
2: And and it took place in a completely different spot. The one that I think would be an amazing, <laughs> amazing CGI. And in uh-huh. fact, in fact, one of these people uh-huh. uh, tweeted Elon, mm-hmm. and he tweeted back, "Yes, at nighttime it's easier for the CGI."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a different launch pad. It's a landing pad. They take off in one place and they land in a whole other different place. And
2: what I wanted to know Uh after hearing about this was how did they reverse when Mm -hmm. they had the launch – I'm sorry, the landing on the barge Uh where the rocket came down and the leg kind of got loose Mm. and it kind of tweaked. And then the whole thing fell down and exploded in a huge ball of flames. Uh How did they reverse that one? That was different.
0: That was a BFX. Oh. That was VFX. Totally different situation. Like they had to make it like, ooh, it's dramatic. Let's make one blow up,
2: oh, and then the next ones will be even better. Uh. So it's kind of funny to look at these. Yeah, uh, hilarious. These
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they and we didn't land on the moon, right? Right. 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 And, that was a movie. And wasn't Donald that? Trump's not our president. Mm. Well, please, Going please there. have that last one be true.
2: And so. Uh, <laughs> He also, this was from, yeah, Joel Sapp, I said. Joel. He also recommended that we give out our links, so Robert3177, easy to remember.
0: Laney9300, easier to remember, <laughs> L-A-I-N-I.
2: <laughs>
0: Have you forgotten Robert yet? <laughs>
2: 3177.
0: 9300, right? <laughs> what?
2: All right. I'm going to move on to superchargers because this really, really matters to Mel, right? It
0: does. Mel, supercharger. Are there superchargers in Hawaii, Mel?
1: Well, it turns out, boys, there are no superchargers in Hawaii. And that kind of makes sense, right? Because the Hawaiian Islands are a series of islands. You can't drive between them. There is no bridge that goes between them. And in and of themselves, they're not that big. So having a supercharger network here would make pretty much no sense at all. You can charge up in the morning and drive around most of these islands two or three times and come back home and still have residual charge. They're not that big. No requirement for a supercharger. How many Teslas are there in Hawaii? I have no idea, but I saw one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I saw one. At the airport here in Maui, and it was beautiful, and it was blue, and it made my heart sing. No one cares. You're in
2: Hawaii. I think he's in Maui, isn't he? I don't know.
1: I think so. Maui. Yeah,
2: Maui. He just got Maui. There are, I can confirm there are no superchargers in Maui. Ooh. There are Teslas, Yeah. and there are a lot of Leafs.
0: Mm. I yeah. went to Maui on my honeymoon in 1997. There were no Teslas or Leafs there.
2: Uh, but I don't get of- you
0: but lots of shirts that say just Maui'd.
2: just Mauied <laughs> I love Maui it's a great place they yeah. have a lot of a lot Beautiful. of wind energy so I nice. talked about that on a show the uh, one ridgeline with over 30 big wind turbines and they blow or I should say they they turn in the blowing wind quite a lot nice yeah so let's talk about superchargers Robert superchargers uh, we got a letter here from Jeanette and Paul. Hi Jeanette about and Paul, the, about the supercharger network expansion they They love the show. they want it to be longer i I yeah, Tom, you have opinions on that <laughs> It's plenty long. They said that supercharger expansion in California is essential, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. but they also went on to tell us that they live up in Winnipeg, and if you look at Winnipeg on the supercharger map, it's in a black hole of superchargers. That means there are none. And they have a hard time getting around. They want to have superchargers up there. They want to be part of the Tesla loving world. They want to promote Teslas to all the people around them. But all the people around them say, well, where can we go with our Tesla?
0: And she and he Say, for Canadians, lack of chargers is a nail in the coffin. For convincing people that EVs is a viable option, I would consider the far more important thing than cutting down wait times for people abusing the system is more, more charger networks. And I would agree 100%. Get a charger at your house. Buy a Tesla. There you have it.
2: Yeah. I I have to say that the abuse that goes on at superchargers, I, I would like to avoid. Using that term, I don't abuse? think there's abuse. So let's say you own, um, a limo service. Ooh, let's say. And instead of buying 10 Mercedes, mm-hmm. which burn gasoline, Ooh. you buy 10 Teslas. Morgan Freeman. And you need to, yeah, that's right. Morgan Freeman has that. Thank you. And so you want to get your Teslas charged up quickly. You know, to buy your own supercharger is somewhere between one hundred dollars and $300,000. Ouch. That's a lot. That doesn't even depend on, I don't even think that, that considers the cost to get the power to you or the limitations. From the power company, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a nightmare to try and work through that, or maybe it isn't. But it's easier to just go to the supercharger. And so why shouldn't they be able to do that? It's a business model. If they buy it, if they pay for the supercharging, like they're going to if they bought the cars after January 15th, 2017. But what if they didn't? Why not?
0: Because that's not why it was built.
2: It wasn't its intended purpose. Its intended purpose was to sell Teslas.
0: Its intended purpose was to sell Teslas because it enabled people to drive their cars long distance, which was the biggest barrier to entry into selling electric vehicles. And it has become a problem. You know
2: how I know it's a problem? Because you and Mel talk about it constantly. (laughs) It's a problem. Well, the reality is I'm using it less and less now that more and more level two chargers are Mm -hmm. installed in places where I go and spend time. Right. And you, a, and you have
0: a level two at your house That's true
2: Right And it's going to get better and better Better so, and better All the time I think the Beatles said that <laughs> No they said getting so much better mm. Agree mm. to agree
0: Oh my What? I'm just, I'm just saying I think I know what you're it's, doing It's wrong there's,
2: there's a conspiracy going on here It's not a conspiracy You're trying to make this show so bad It's not bad I'm trying to be realistic that people are saying We have to go to the Patreon It wasn't we have how it was to supply people.
0: <laughs> Is it a get rid of Tom situation on Patreon? Is that what's happening? I, I'm not on Patreon. I don't know you? what you're talking I mean, about. No, I'm sorry. not. Actually, I'm not on Patreon. I have no, no idea not. what they're putting out over Me there. Me neither. That's
2: interesting. I'm telling you, man, we got hey, a Patreon game minute. here. They might be
0: talking about us over there, there on be. Patreon.
2: They could be. It's so all see, now.
0: CC's she laughing. Like, the she... laugh of someone who's uh, like, "Oh yes, we are talking." About your people, That is for damn sure. We're not signing you up for Patreon, however. You can't have it. But again, that's why it was built, for long-distance driving, not for making people have a business model out of charging their Teslas. I get it. It's cool, and maybe it's given people other ideas of what you can actually do with Teslas, and maybe in the long run having giant taxi companies, we've talked about that Uber ride-sharing type you know, model for Teslas, is a good idea. But it's just at the moment for in some areas. And again, we talk about supercharging is like, oh, my God, it's terrible. There's wait times. It's really endemic to us in this area. Yeah. Because we don't hear like, oh, I was in the middle of Kansas and there was a wait time at the supercharger. I was in New York. I was on the eastern corridor. We don't even hear it from there, do
2: we? Hey, Green River, Utah. I complained about that one. Yeah. It's out not in the middle of nowhere, but Mm -hmm. it's not a very populated area. Yeah. And in that place, the power company doesn't supply the supercharger with high voltage or i should say high uh, amperage electricity for much of the day but that's not a wait time issue
0: you didn't wait for your slow energy in that one did you
2: well some people who plug in there might have to be there for 15 hours to get well that part of
0: it's terrible but you weren't waiting for a spot two different things
2: right we're talking about two different things two different things okay but still it is a supercharger issue okay i think that you know initially tesla you know, Tesla has never over-promised. Mm-hmm. That was a cue for you. Never. Never. <laughs> never del- never been delayed in delivering something. No, never. Not no. them. So Right on time. You know, they pushed the supercharger. It was a pretty bold move. If you think about it, no other car manufacturer has done anything like that. Nope. They're starting maybe to do that. Well, but- they're being forced to on some level. Yeah, but in reality, Tesla really took the bull by the horns and has invested a shit
0: ton of money. Oh, there's your shit ton. A yeah, I'm not going to do this as good as Mel. You got your shit ton, you got your metric ton, you got your long ton, and uh, there was another ton. I forgot in there. Mel, what's the last ton?
1: Nice try, Tom, but how quickly you forget. There's your short ton, but remember, there's also your Washington. <laughs> That's right, your Washington. Thanks. Uh, so they've invested a shit
2: ton <laughs> in the supercharger network. And uh-huh. that's really
1: remarkable. Yeah. That has
2: enabled them to sell a lot of cars. And if a few places there's congestion in the superchargers, then it's only fodder for us to continue to complain.
0: Right. But if you are owning a business, right, and fuel costs are part of that paradigm, and yes, I understand you're paying more for the car and Yes, a lot more. Okay, you're paying more for the car, a lot more, less more. more. Why can't you pay for the energy? Just work it into your cost. Why should Tesla be paying for that? Maybe if that car company, that rental, that taxi wasn't using so much energy, Tesla could build two more superchargers in Manitoba uh, so those people could have a supercharger.
2: So I think I did the calculation, 50 bucks roughly for Mm -hmm. a thousand miles of transport. It's not a lot of energy. It's not a lot of money. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's times make, ten
0: cars times 50, twenty thousand miles a year, fifty thousand miles a year, which is what a you know a taxi at full serve right. could so possibly you're run. A
2: couple of thousand dollars, and it costs one hundred and fifty to three hundred to make a supercharger station. Okay. I don't think it's that big of a All deal. Right. And in fact, you know what? Free charging for everyone. Ryan Vinton was sitting at the supercharger. Killing time, as Be- he says. Becoming a Patreon, not killing and, time. No, he was killing time and decided instead of killing time, he was going to go to Patreon. Good for you, Ryan. High five, Ryan. And so he said this morning, or the morning, he... It's a high five for Ryan. That morning was the first time he'd gotten a idle warning from the app. And uh, and that was because, he says he wasn't full... From the original Tesla app. Interesting. He wasn't full, but mm-hmm. he had indicated what his destination was going to be. And when the supercharger network sensed that he had enough energy to get to his destination, he got the idle warning.
0: So, what I would have done in that very moment, cancel navigation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're abusing the system to my car
0: fully loaded. No, I can fully load my car. Did he have passengers, paying passengers inside of him? I don't think he Okay, that thank
2: that. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't try to catch me in one of your little webs Well, it's true The navigation app may not have realized That he needed to go not only to point A But then again to point B Which is another 100 miles mm. And he needed more energy It's always point B with these guys So what do you think? Has there been a good week for superchargers? Oh, has there been a good week? What, what do you consider
0: a good week for superchargers? That's a good question Like, What's the quantification? More than 78 being open, built, or permitted? Oh, 78 Eight. Well, I just want to know what you think is a no, good week No, I would week. say
2: seven would be fantastic Seven
0: is fantastic, so then it has not been a good week it has
2: not been a good week because we only have two new open superchargers And where are they? The first one is in Urn, Netherlands Oh Urn, it's spelled with an H, but you don't say the H Okay You know where that's located?
0: In the Netherlands? That's right,
2: but which state of the Netherlands? We could actually The state of confusion We could actually say It's in Holland
0: We can? We can Oh, that is so good for us Well, maybe you could I
2: spent time on Google Maps Which wasn't It did not make this easy No And I figured out That it was in North Holland
0: Hmm. Yeah Not North Holland Wood That's around the corner
2: North Hollywood Right Where you Were Yeah All right,
0: so that one opened
2: so that was in Horn update, they actually that one was put under the construction label just last week. Hmm. So either either it had been sort of like undiscovered by the Tesla universe yeah. or they built it super damn fast.
0: Quick in Urn.
2: Urn. And so there's Little Rock, Arkansas, they just started the permitting process in Little Rock.
0: That's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, do you know what's in, in interesting about Little Rock, Arkansas? Supercharger application.
0: It'll be the first in Arkansas.
2: Absolutely.
0: Boom. What do and I get? Did I win a prize?
2: You you get um prize? Nothing. You can have a sip of my coffee, <laughs> he, but then he, he looks
0: around app- the table for something to hand me. He comes up with a coffee There's cup. There's cash here. That he's been drinking. Yeah, but that's part of our, what? when the do you Model think the Model Delivery 3 is going to happen? Yeah. yeah.
2: We should probably update that, too. We should. We, we'll, and we could include Mel, but he's not here.
0: No, Mel. <laughs> Mel's on the list here. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. But yeah. if we updated it today and we changed our numbers, Ooh. he would be stuck with the old numbers. That's
0: true. Yeah.
2: Sucker. Oh, I think we should do that.
0: He's drinking a Mai Tai but right first, now. He could give a what we do.
2: But first, San Juan del Rio Mexico. Hola. Is now open. That's the second open supercharger in Mexico. How are we going to use that supercharger when the wall is built? Teslas fly over walls. Oh, Did that's you not pretty know that? Sweet. Yeah. So this is Mexico's second supercharger. It's about two hours north of Mexico City. Mm. That's 168 kilometers. Thank you. Yeah. And guess where the smog and traffic is one of the worst in the world? Mexico City. Absolutely. So having a biodefense filter in your Tesla, having uh fully uh autonomous or at least the current level 2 autonomy in the Tesla, all of that fantastic plus you're not putting out emissions that's going to uh ruin the air. This Mexico is 2 City. hours north of Mexico City though. Are there superchargers in Mexico City Robert? There's only one. It's in Mexico City, but this that one that would be abusive to use that. Unless you're charging up to go to the north to San Juan del Rio. Right. Okay. It's not abusive to use a
0: supercharger. It's abusive to use a supercharger Uh, for business. For
2: business. Okay. I'm getting clearer on this situation. Are you?
0: I mean, you are. I mean, I have called you out. I know why you're so sensitive to this topic. Tell me, Because I've called you out for using the supercharger by your house, even though you have a level two charger. That's true. And it seems... Unnecessary And
2: I have done it And do you want to know why?
0: Because you had to Exactly So I wake up And because it was free
2: And I have like an hour and 45 minutes to get to work And yeah. I have to work 50 miles away uh-huh. And I realize, oh, I didn't plug in last mm, night terrible. Or my car didn't have as much juice as I anticipated mm. Sometimes that happens People it actually does? forget to fill their cars And run out of gasoline Sometimes the
0: charger stops working in the middle of the night. I'm assuming this was just you being a little forgetful.
2: Yeah, I'm distracted. It happens. It does. And so yeah, I run over to the man. supercharger, charge up for 15 minutes and head off to work.
0: Do you use like a uh, location specific notifications where you could tell your phone, "Remind me to plug my car in whenever I'm at home" or "Remind me to plug my car in at 10 p.m. Wednesdays," you know, the day before your shift. I'm just asking if you do that. It's a It's a tool that you could use.
2: Sometimes I do that, but most of the time I'm just aware. When I get home, I look at how many miles of estimated range I have. I think about what's tomorrow. In fact, you can look on the Tesla if you Mm -hmm. link it to your phone, and you can have your calendar in the car. It makes it much easier. But you've
0: stopped using the supercharger at work and having to stop on your way back from shift or whatever because then it just made your life better, right? In some ways, it's been better for you to not use the supercharger. You needed to use it when you used it. I'm not denying you the ability to do that. Use it when you need it, not when you don't.
2: Sounds like we need like a 12-step program for how to break from supercharging.
0: <sighs> That'd be cool. I think one of our My listeners name is, is My come name up is with that. Robert and I've uh, supercharged. I've supercharged I'm addicted way to supercharging.
2: Too, I'm addicted to supercharging. <laughs> you want to um, tell us about taxes and roads? Uh, so
0: we had this conversation last week. You were up uh. in arms about EVs and, and a registration to pay extra, just an extra registration because you drove an EV. And I was like, somebody's got to pay for roads due to da- gas taxes and such. So I went to my local neighborhood council meeting last week and let me tell you, it was boring as <laughs> Oh my God! Did you liven it up a little bit? No, because it just—it was not possible. First off, possible. from a technical standpoint, they had about nine mics set up, one for each member, and then a couple extras for public comments. Yes, none of them worked properly. And they all worked improperly in different ways. <laughs> it was terrible. sounds
2: like you'd need a little volunteer, oh time my there.
0: God, no, I'm no dude no i was I went there thinking i'm going to get involved and then I went there and I was like, there's no way I could be in a room with these people. <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely, and they're doing good work in the neighborhood, but not for me but anyway, so there was a discussion about the state of roads in Los Angeles in in California. Specifically in our neighborhood, there's like a lack of uh, freeway lighting at night on the roadway. So it can, there are places where it's pretty dangerous if you have to pull over to the shoulder.
2: You mean on the actual highway?
0: Correct. You're missing lights. On the actual highway, they're missing lights. And, I understand. And we had a, a, a state assemblyman in yes. the house and he was talking about, you know, all of the costs and fees and, and all of the other stuff. So... Here's what I... I did a little bit of research into this. Okay. Right? The cost of road building and repairs have grown and kept pace with inflation. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, you would. But the taxes have not, and efficiencies in automobiles are reducing these funds even more. Yes. So if we want good roads, we need to find, out, find ways to fund them as things get better. So over the last 37 years, from 1980 to 2014... That's not 37 years exactly, but it's it's in the ballpark. The new vehicle average efficiency of miles per gallon has gone from 24 to 36. So people are buying less gas. And then
2: less money is going to... Correct. Less state taxes, less gotcha. state federal okay. funds,
0: although it may not be less. A little interesting aside to that is as we've increased our miles per gallon... Cars have actually increased their horsepower 112%. So initially, wow. these car companies were like, oh, we couldn't possibly get better gas miles. It's going to affect performance. Yes, it's going to affect performance in a super positive way. So you're saying that's bullshit. That was indeed a sneeze. I
2: wonder if that makes the uh, the wear and tear on the roads greater. With more horsepower It could
0: Yeah, That's a good point So there were 260 million cars registered in 2014 And the federal gas tax has been 18.4 cents since 1993 So not adjusted for inflation in 24 years
2: What would that be if we adjusted it for inflation? I have
0: no idea Should we ask Google? Sure, I don't think she's going to know Go
2: ahead It was in 1990 Ninety-three Hey Google, how much is 18 cents in 1993 compared to now?
1: Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that yet.
2: Convert 1993 dollars to 2017 dollars. Oh, I didn't say hey Google. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Google, how much was a dollar worth in 1993 compared to today?
1: Sorry, I can't help with that yet.
2: Oh, jeez. I hate these machines. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try. Hey, Mel.
0: (laughs) How much would the gas tax be if it was adjusted for inflation? (laughs) Anyways, and in 1980, there were 160 million registered cars on the road and federal gas tax was four cents a gallon. So... Again, there's all these numbers, right? So it's like, oh, we've gotten X amount more dollars. But the gas tax itself, itself has not been adjusted for inflation. So you can imagine what sort of detrimental effect. And honestly, Robert, you yes. don't even have to imagine. All you have to do is drive around. The roads are terrible. Yeah,
2: after the recent rain, I guess from all the cracks that were in the surface of our dry L.A. roads – Now there are potholes all over the place. I went over one the other day with my Tesla. Mm -hmm. I thought something broke off my car. But here's something I heard
0: about. I can't remember where I heard about it. They're thinking about this. What instead of a gas tax, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of an EV registration tax. Yes. And maybe you would like this. Maybe you wouldn't like this. A much higher tax on tires. Mm -hmm. So that's
2: pure usage. So we'll just buy tires from Nevada? Well, I would. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. You know, this reminds me of tobacco tax. We had this sort of debate over Tabasco? and over. No, tobacco. Oh, tobacky. So it, it's been well established uh-huh. that tobacco is harmful to humans. <laughs> that is true. And other living things. And so uh, what do we do? We're taxing tobacco. Mm-hmm. The price of cigarettes is going up. In in New York City, A package, uh, a pack of cigarettes is like Over 10 bucks, 10, 12, 13 dollars. And the tax
0: is like six of that or something like that. Easily,
2: easily, maybe more. And so there's a federal tax, there's a state tax. There are often local municipalities that are putting taxes on tobacco. And so we keep jacking up the price of tobacco tax while tobacco smoking has gone from the 30% range down to the single digits in some places, but more likely around, you know, 12 to 15% people smoke tobacco. And so why why just jack up the prices on tobacco taxes we're using the money for tobacco prevention it's sort of like this it's antithesis it's working against itself well the same thing goes for road taxes i see them just like tobacco taxes let's just jack up the price on gasoline send that money to the roads to fix the roads to fix the bridges to fix the infrastructure and when we when we stop or we use so little fuel gasoline diesel for cars, then we'll come up with another model. But to see like what we why have,
0: shouldn't we pay our fair share now if we're driving EVs, Robert? We're I'm, getting to
2: use those roads. I'm seeing it as a tool. A tool to move us to clean energy. Oh, I'm seeing a tool. We have a we have a listener who sent us his <laughs> registration. I think it was for Washington Sorry, State. He didn't deserve that. Washington State, he got charged a hundred and twenty five dollars just to have an E V. Wait. It's one twenty five, it's a one time charge. But again, it's like it's like supercharging. It doesn't make sense for any of us to want free supercharging. I know that. I'm not going to use whatever money I had to pay for free supercharging. You know, originally we said it was twenty five hundred or two thousand of the cost of your Tesla. Now people are buying smaller batteries. They wanted bigger batteries, such as myself, all because we wanted free supercharging. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. We are mental. We want something We don't want to be discouraged We want to be encouraged To go out and buy this F***ing expensive car Why? Because we're getting these little perks I'm getting a sticker that lets me go into the carpool lane That's a big perk Yes, Pay for the carpool lane I'm getting to charge for free when I drive to Denver Or San Francisco or Fresno Right, are you driving on roads you built With your own hands And so I want to continue to promote clean vehicles, and this is a promotion tool. Right. But if you have clean vehicles and you have roads, that's terrible. It's true. Jack up the price of gas.
0: So it's only on the back of fossil fuels, in your opinion. They, we don't have any skin in the
2: game. They're not paying their fair share about pollution. No, they're not. I'm not saying
0: not to jack up gas taxes. Okay. Maybe it's both. What do you mean? Well, let's – okay, when I say both, it means let's jack up gas taxes. Okay. And EV owners pay their fair share as well.
2: I wouldn't mind that as much.
0: So let's say you get – let's just take the average, 36 miles per gallon average, right? And okay. they're paying whatever – so that they're paying 18 cents and you jack it up to a dollar. Okay. So every 36 miles you drive, mm-hmm. maybe you pay 50 cents.
2: That'd be a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The the gas people are paying it, so why not you? Why are you so special?
2: Cuz I'm putting out a lot of extra money. But you chose dealing... that. You could have bought a cheaper electric car. Oh, I sure could have, but I couldn't have driven <laughs> right. to work. You could have in a Bolt. Well, a Bolt just became available.
0: Uh, do you have your new car yet? No. Okay.
2: What I've been paying for many, <laughs> many years. Right. We can go in circles. Uh on we this.
0: could. I'm just trying to say that there is some skin in the game for us in my opinion. Sure. That's but I it. still
2: think that we need to continue to promote electric vehicles to to get them out into people's hands.
0: So the next story we want to talk about is pollution and the EPA. I found a story from Fox News. Yes. About pollution and the EPA. Do you know about the EPA? Do Do you know the history of the EPA? Do they
2: have something to do with pollution? you know
0: who who started the EPA?
2: Who started the EPA, Richard
0: Nixon via executive order.
2: The Republican president? Mm,
0: Executive orders. A shamed Republican president, but a a Republican president president nonetheless. And it was an executive order. And executive orders are really in the news these days, right? They sure are. In fact,
2: they're flowing like uh, hotcakes.
0: They are. Yeah. They are. And in 2016... There were 15,376 full-time employees. More than half of those were engineers, scientists, and environmental protection specialists. Mm. In the last week, uh, the president put out a little uh, sort of a—we'll call it a draft budget. Yeah. And in that draft budget, how much do you think he wanted to cut the EPA? 10%? That would be too much. How much?
2: Uh, that would 18%. be too much.
0: Oh, also not enough and also that would be way too much to cut from the EPA.
2: Let's see. If I was if I had a job mm-hmm. and I had to pay all yeah. my expenses yeah. and I had to feed my family mm-hmm. and and so you know I had to get things done. How about 20 Twenty five percent, twenty five percent cut in the EPA. Could you imagine living mean, on a twenty five percent cut? I don't think that's what they plan is
0: for the EPA to be completely so that they honest might not with live. you. Exactly, nineteen <gasps> percent of the staff would have to get cut. The former EPA administrator Gina McCarty called the proposed budget a fantasy that ignores the EPA's mission to protect public health. <sighs> I found a picture, an article. Uh, In uh, greenreports.com, that with photos that were published in, I believe, Scientific American or Popular Science, one of those two, that showed photos of pre-EPA cities in America, Mm. disgustingly dirty, filthy Mm. animals of cities. We do not get that stuff anymore because the EPA exists. This shows... Again, a quote from Gina Gina McCarthy. It shows the Trump administration doesn't hold the same American values for clean air, clean water, and healthy land as the vast majority of its citizens. Our health comes before special interests of multi-billion dollar industries. Trump said, and I quote, The EPA is clogging up the veins of our country, and to that I say, f*** you, Mr. Trump.
2: Oh, we need jobs. We need jobs. We need jobs with people. But those people need to breathe. And those people need to have some water to drink. And, and those people maybe need some food to eat that is not going to make them sick. So as you can imagine, the Republicans and the Democrats
0: had very, 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 very different reactions to this news of this proposed draft budget. Hmm. Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from Michigan— Michigan. What happened in Michigan when things go dirty?
2: Nothing. Michigan's clean. Yeah. They no. Have nothing. Great water. No it comes from those super great fun lakes, sites. Right. You know, None great of that. Lakes right. And there's no lead.
0: Right. No lead in the water. Describe this proposed cut as outrageous. They took a three hundred million dollar Great Lakes restoration grant. Yeah. And reduced it to ten million dollars. Mm. Outrageous. Mm. Outrageous The Heartland Institute Beautiful name right You're like oh the Heartland Institute They're a conservative think tank And they said the proposal didn't go far enough Oh really If Donald Trump and Scott Pruitt Are serious about ending the national scandal That is the EPA They will accept nothing less Than a 20% cut this year And make this year's cut The first step in a five year plan To replace the organization Mm. So with? that's repeal and replace. Is that uh, what that is? Repeal uh, and replace the EPA as well. It's
2: I'm really, not happy. Really sad. It's really sad. I I think that uh, you know jobs are important. Health is even as important.
0: Right. Yeah. And notice if- I didn't talk about climate change at all in that talk. It has nothing at all to do with my opinions about whether or not climate change is real. It has to do with the fact that we live in these cities. And things pollute them. Yeah. And that is terrible. You know you can't live within 500 feet of a freeway?
2: Well, in fact, there was just a recent story about the health condition of people who live in Wilmington, which is a suburb, you would say, maybe, of Los Angeles that's down in the Long Beach, San Pedro area. And the folks down there live within the – like in and among Oil refineries, oil storage sites, and on Signal Hill, which is in the uh, San Pedro area, there are oil derricks that are literally, literally literally in, in people's backyards. Mm. So in other words, you'll have a house, mm-hmm. an oil derrick on a lot, and another house right next door. Mm. And so the off-gassing, right, you're pulling oil out of the ground, with it comes some other like uh, Methane. volatile compounds mm-hmm. that you will breathe. And the quality of the air is horrid. Yeah. So
0: let's get rid of the EPA, America. Good job. So here's <laughs> something to fight about fight about this. Don't let them cut the EPA 25%. Don't let them cut it 5%. Don't let them cut it. Yeah. Don't let them. Let's get into some happy stuff. This is the time of the show <laughs> where we, as your. Tech Ambassadors, I think is what Mel wants us to be. Talk about our Multimedia Picks of the Week, movies, podcasts, and such. And Robert, I'm going to let you go first. What do you got down here?
2: I have a few things down here. Let me go back because I was flipping away from that looking for something else. I've got – I saw a play. At the Amundsen Theater, evidently Mm -hmm. it was recently on Broadway, called Fun House. Mm -hmm. Really, it's sad. It was touching. It was actually one of the best plays I've seen in the last year. I thought it was fantastic. Highly recommend. It's a musical, but it's got a dark side. It's about a a girl growing up and some of the challenges she faces. Mm -hmm. And um, really fantastic. I'm sure any of our
0: listeners in the Los Angeles area really appreciate that.
2: Well, it was hopefully it will travel. Yeah, and I think that it's it's probably you know, sorry, the diaspora of performances kind of goes from Broadway and then it ends up in other large urban centers. And
0: you managed to use one of my favorite words, diaspora. Very nicely done.
2: Thank you. How about you? Did you I see something? I
0: watched Fences finally. Been trying to watch Fences. Wanted to watch Fences a lot. It was up for several hundred thousand Academy Awards, I believe. Yes. Like several hundred thousand of them. Really good. Been getting dinged a little bit because people think it's like a uh it's a play. It's shot like a play. And it really is. It's a very different kind of cinematic experience. It just goes nonstop like you're in a theater. It really does. But it's in their homes. Very, very poignant. Denzel Washington, the whole cast, does a great, great job. Fences see it.
2: Okay, I'll do that. So I started reading a book that I thought was really fantastic. It's called The Deep State. And since we were on the topic of sort of sad and almost feeling like you're just small and powerless, Mm -hmm. this guy, Mike Lofgren, really does uh, develop and Uh, expose, or at least it's not so much expose, but just makes apparent all of the shenanigans going on in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Shenanigans. And I'm going to just read uh, one line out of the book. Okay. Even as commentators decry a broken government that cannot marshal the money, the will, or the the competence to repair our roads and bridges, heal our war veterans, or even roll out a health care website, there's always enough money and will And maybe just a bare minimum of competence to overthrow foreign governments, fight the longest war in U.S. history, and conduct dragnet surveillance over the entire surface of the planet. Very long one line. It is a very long one line, but well written. Good book, The Deep State, Mike Lofgren. Okay, The Deep State. How about an app
0: pick of the week? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second. Mel, what's your multimedia pick of the week?
1: My multimedia pick of the week, and you're going to laugh at me for this, all right, because all my friends do. Game of Thrones. I know I'm, what, five years behind, at least, maybe six years behind. I always knew I would love Game of Thrones, and I watched the first few in the series, but I never got back to it because I was busy and uh, I just didn't get back to it. Well, finally, on the flight here, and while I've been here, I've been doing a bit of binge watching of the Game of Thrones. And what could be wrong with medieval times, sex, drugs, rock and roll, imps, dragons, badness? It is genius, incredibly well acted. The costuming is amazing. Do yourself a favour. If you're like me and if you've been putting it off, now's the time because you can binge watch the heck out of Game of Thrones. I know, I'm a loser. I should have been in this five years ago. I can't believe it. Oh, really? That's great. I saw that also. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay, Mel, you can go first this time What's your app pick of the week, Mel? I know you're always on your phone You never put that thing down Probably nine hours on the plane in
1: Hawaii What were you listening to Or or what was your new uh, app pick of the week? Hey, let me just insert myself here My app of the week is Duolingo Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Do yourself a favor If you're trying to learn a new language Or if you want to learn a new language This app is really fun It's uh, from Carnegie Mellon And it's free And it's a way to start to learn vocabulary and to learn grammar by an interactive sort of interface that asks you lots of questions and it's okay to get them wrong and you get smarter over time. It's really a good program. Now, are you going to become uh, bilingual alone using this? No. But if you want to start the process, and if you particularly want to learn a lot of vocab, I think it's really good for that. It's okay for grammar up to a point. Um, But go check it out. It's free on iOS. It's free on your computer. It's free on Android. It's free, free, free. And the story behind it is very interesting and much longer, which we can talk about if people are interested at another time. But that is my app of the week, Duolingo. Oh, really? That's cool. Very
0: cool. Interesting. Robert? I have
2: have no room on my phone for such things. No
0: room on your phone? Why is that? Is your phone fully full? Fully full? It's fully full. No,
2: it's not fully full, but I've got so many apps that I don't actually use, and now I've got to figure out ways to get rid of them.
0: So, do you have? Is it because you have no space? Because I have an yeah. app for you. Oh yeah, I do. If a you have space no space maker app, I use Google Photos. Yeah. For my images and videos. Yeah. And they just every I take a picture, it automatically goes into Google Photos and off my phone.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah. That could save all the space. On all my phone. of the space. Yeah, because I make a video to put on Twitter for talking Tesla, right. and then I forget about it. Right. And then I've got like mm-hmm. ninety videos on my phone mm-hmm. of that i couldn't give a damn about anymore because i just shared it and all of talking tesla nation enjoys it and not including the video of my trunk which is yet still coming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we're waiting i've only i've only logged a dozen to 15 letters on that but (laughs) honestly what i'm waiting for is my j 1772 extension i bought a 40 foot extension yeah so i could at work where it's constantly iced Mm -hmm. extend myself out i could Park like in another parking lot and still plug in. Are
0: you going to get like a cable crossover so cars can run over your cable if they have to?
2: Well, that would be a good idea. Maybe I'll just get some like I don't know, paint it in red and then drag it over their cars because they've iced me. No, mm, we've already no. talked about that. No,
0: Robert, no. bad Robert. We're going to so be nice. I we spoke a while ago about the Tesla app, right? Signing up for the Tesla—that's the the third party app that controls the Tesla. Yes, I finally got my invite to the beta. Oh really? And How did I, you get your invite? I well, I signed up for it on the website, and it so came via I. email. So did I. Came via email over the weekend.
2: Maybe that's who was calling me on the phone. During and I the put show. it in. Oh, let me see. And
0: I tweeted some images, uh, some screenshots over the weekend of the way that it looks. Yes. And it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool interface. You can see your stats. You can see if you're charging, you could put a little I put a picture of my car in there. I've made my profile private because I don't want people to know where I am at any given time. But I'm still part of all the leaderboards. So last night, so right now I'm at seventy-nine percent of efficiency. What does that mean? When I drive my car the way that I the way that I drove it, like I charged it yesterday okay. and drove to Valencia to do my curling. Okay. That way I personally drove was about seventy nine percent efficient.
2: What would are, be a hundred percent efficient.
0: I don't know driving. That means like utilizing full. Uh, my guess is it's utilizing like the amount of energy at, to its max, like mm. your max MPGE that the car could possibly do. My guess is how that, that efficiency would be, is would that related
2: be like hyper-miling? to paper miling,
0: and it and it tells you how much range you've lost due to phantom drain, Ooh. which which is like I guess if your car is kind of on, maybe warming the battery, doing all of the other things. So I lost fifteen miles in the last. Eight hours to huh. Phantom Drain. I don't, don't know. know
2: why. It was really cold last night. Yeah, maybe. it was like in the forties.
0: So the average temperature, and it gives you the average temperature during that time: fifty-six point six degrees.
2: Yeah. Well, that's probably it. Probably got a lot colder than that. So
0: you can you can push a button right here, and it says max charge, and you can set it to hundred percent, sixty percent, like you can set your charging in uh, in the app.
2: How high do you keep it?
0: It's at eighty, that's right good. now.
2: Yeah, that's that's what's recommended.
0: Uh, You can set your cabin temp. I can turn the fan on and you can lock and unlock the car from that page. You can see all of your stats. So um, and it showed you like when there was a screen that I tweeted and when your car is plugged in, it'll show you when you get what time it will be approximately when you get to 100 miles, 50 miles, 150 miles. So it'll it'll show you like kind of how much time you have to wait before you can move on about your business. So good job Tesla app beta so far. And then there's a whole I got a I got a bronze medal last night. A bronze medal f- for saving $5 in gasoline when I drove to Valencia. So if I had a driven hmm. my ice car to Valencia.
2: So you didn't get fi- you didn't get a bronze medal for curling.
0: No. You we did bron- win.
2: You got a bronze medal on the way to
0: curling. I got a bronze medal on the way to curling from okay. the Tesla. So there's a gaming aspect of this app. It's pretty cool. I'm just saying. It's not – it sort of adds – it's the functionality of the Tesla app with the the community aspect of it as well. All right. It gives you a little bit more. I'll let you – you'll get it hopefully and maybe you'll have much more. I haven't spent a lot of time with it, so we can continue to discuss it if the people are at all interested. Neat. You know what time it is? What time is it? Time for letters Oh, or the show to be over. Which is it? Letters. Letters. Okay, Robert, it's the time of the show in which we listen to our listeners. We listen, listener. We listener, listeners. We listen to our listeners.
2: I'll start off with the first letter. please. Please, James Mott. Hey, James. Talking about Alexa. He wrote that Alexa, uh, a couple weeks back, has been approved as an, quote, official skill. In other words...
0: That's that My Valet thing that they sent to us, that you had to go in like big circles to get it into your Alexa. Now you can just enable it.
2: Awesome. So, what does that allow you to do?
0: I don't know, Alexa. She's not here. She left. She's been replaced by Hey Google. Uh, <laughs> it allows you to honk your horn, okay, and do most of the functions that the official Tesla app does. So you could be like, "Hey Alexa," you don't have to say "Hey Alexa." You say, "Alexa, uh, turn my car on." Alexa, open the door. I have a question. Yes, sir.
2: What if, like, you have a child or a wife named Alexa? Like if you say something like, You're hey, Alexa, where's, where's the tofu? And you get like multiple people are answering you. What if you have
0: a child named Google?
2: I'm sorry. I can't help with that right now. My wife can never find the <laughs> tofu. What's going on? Hey,
1: Google,
0: do your homework.
1: Sorry, I can't help with that yet. <laughs> there
2: you go. How many people have named their child Google? Apparently Google's a teenager.
1: Yeah, how many, chi-
2: <laughs> how many children are named Google? I've seen some interesting names working in the emergency room, but never have I seen anyone named Google. That's a good thing. Yeah, so far. At least if everybody's going to have one of these Google devices in their home.
0: Yeah. The next letter comes from Ryan Elson. What you didn't mention in regards to the economics of energy storage when you recently discussed the power wall is that some utilities pay less for the energy you feed back into the grid. So Sure do. They don't even pay. Bastards. For me. So if you pay $0.15 cents a kilowatt hour and the utility and the evening only gives you $0.06
2: cents for that, you're losing $0.09. Cents. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. So for me, and this is for a lot of people in Southern California because either you have San Diego – PG&E or Southern California Electric, you pay significantly more between noon and 6 p.m. The rest of the day, you pay around 14 cents, I think it is. But when you're feeding back into the grid during that height of the market to noon till 6 p.m., at least in the summertime, that's the height, you get, I think, a credit of somewhere between around 3 cents per kilowatt hour you pump back in, or just a credit that you can draw. So if you draw that energy out anytime, day or night, it's an even wash. So it's it it works out. It makes your solar panels much less expensive than just drawing off the grid.
0: Okay, and Jesse Howell,
2: who is
0: a Patreon subscriber, not only to this show, but to Shabam, another show on this network that is the Foolie Boo, which is pointless i have no is idea that, what it means is that
2: the boo that is food? no no, no we're not allowed to say that it anymore. it had something to do with australia and this and experiences in australia also
0: is about current transformers there was math involved robert please help a brother out what is this person talking
2: about i don't know there was some multiplier in there basically he works for a utility And he was going across the street taking pictures of the utility meter at this Tesla supercharger to try and get a sense for how much money Tesla was buying the electricity for. And over a four-month period, it looks like they spent $860 at this supercharger. A huge amount of money. Not. So this is up in Washington. This is really cool detailed information. I'm not sure what to do with it, but it just gives us a sense of how much a supercharger can cost you. It's definitely a lot of money to dig up the ground and put in some wires and some conduit and you know, I don't know how much the the bollards, I think that's what they're called, the bollards, the the two the two steel bars with the plastic insert over it with a cable and a plug you know, I don't know how much that thing costs. A few hundred dollars? Right, but the electricity,
0: even at like 10 cents, fully charging a 90 kilowatt hour battery, that's not nothing.
2: No, it isn't. It's
0: not its eighty every time you charge your car.
2: But if you can sell a few super, if you can sell like a half a dozen cars in that area because the supercharger exists, I think it's worth it. And so does Elon. Ah, uh, Elon. What's our next letter from? Who, who many of the people who wrote into the show this week confirmed... Is the smart one?
0: Well, yeah, but he wasn't in
2: the competition. If it's me,
0: you, Mel, and Elon, no, shit, Elon's the smarter <laughs> one.
2: <laughs>
0: We're talking about the people in this room. What do you think, Mel?
2: Oh, you're not in the room. No, oh, Mel's going to have so much work to do on this show. <laughs> well, at least we'll get our money. Yeah, Josh Leonard wrote us about plug-in high, uh, plug-in high efficiency vehicles. PHEVs. That's kind of a California term. And uh, and he says he loves the show. He enjoys the going zero subcast. I like that. Subcast. Subcast. Ooh. I'm on a subcast. At least I don't have to say that to people. And so he learned many things that inspires him. He's going to forge ahead to live off solar and have a completely electric home. I think that's awesome.
0: They test drove a Volt, so they live in a cold weather. This is another cold level weather thing in the home state of Minnesota. They test drove a Volt on a forty-five degree day last spring. Forty-five in spring—that's a seriously cold spring. Josh, day. seriously, forty-five in spring. Anywho, <sighs> the electric motor alone was used to drive the car for less than a mile because of the ice had to be on to supply heat for the cabin.
2: That's pretty sad, but yeah, you know, this is about or, this is where we need innovation and technology upgrades so that driving in cold weather is easier and more efficient with electric cars. I'm not sure how well Chevrolet insulates or heats or cools the battery as compared to the Tesla. This would be a great thing to see like a consumer reports. Now that EVs are really becoming I wouldn't quite say mainstream, but they're becoming more mainstream. It would be nice to have someone independent, like Consumer Reports, line these cars up in various conditions. Go to Phoenix when it's 120 degrees mm-hmm. and drive, whatever, 30 miles, mm-hmm. some basic distance that most people will cover in a day, mm-hmm. and report how much energy went to cooling or heating the battery, mm-hmm. how well did the battery perform mm-hmm. as per the specs of the car, and how good. Comfortable or how uh, You know how well did it drive Was the temperature either high Or low something that affected the Quality of your drive Go Consumer Reports
0: And Josh ended up buying a 2015 Nissan Leaf without Chattamo And has been carting the family around Happily for nine months So maybe Josh can report What it's like to what the range Losses are in cold weather In Minnesota in a Leaf
2: Minnesota.
0: Minnesota. And they've driven their ice much less, which is saving the world and a little money on fuel. And they said one short-term scenario for many families is a one BEV and one PHEV. And I'm sure this is what we will do as we work towards full BEV-iness,
2: be- is what he be- said. This.
0: And he thinks we're all the smart one in our own special way.
2: I like him. Hmm. So BEV battery electric vehicle mm-hmm. as opposed to plug-in hybrid electric vehicle.
0: Oh, so it's plug-in hybrid, yeah. not the other thing that no. you said earlier. I
2: was I was in caffeinated. Thank at that God
0: moment. we corrected that before next week's letters. Excellent. Our next letter comes from Aaron Rumhold, Hold phasing out of the seventy-five hundred dollar tax credit. He was listening to episode seventy-four, where I explained in great detail the tax credit. And he was amazed that we still don't understand it. And I think I do understand it. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. I read his letter. His explanation was also very confusing and I think covered most of the things that I covered. So, uh, Aaron, if you'd like to explain in simpler terms for us your positions. But he does say... It's pretty simple. The phase-out lasts for 15 to 18 months. In total, not three months. Like Tom said, I didn't say
2: that. No, it's, a, it's I didn't three say that months even once. after they hit, in the quarter, after they hit the 200000 Yeah, it's two quarters. Potentially. Craziness. Well, it depends. If it's two whole quarters, yeah. a quarter in a day.
0: Two bits, six pence. Yeah. All of those things.
2: Thanks for the letter. I love it. And lots of work you did. Um, we're going to see. You know, this is all part of the poll. Join the Patreon. Send us your poll numbers. Let's recap. Model 3 delivery pool says, How many? Co- oh, this is how many cars will be delivered. Not about taxes. No. Ah. Not about taxes. Taxes. We
0: got another letter Model about the Model 3 taxes. from Michael Sullivan, who is now a member of the all electric family. He bought his dream car. He ordered a 70D, and the refresh happened while his order was pending. So we got a 75D. I wonder if it's a software limited 75D.
2: That's why I'm wondering if the 90s are going to be a software limited 100D.
0: He's also on the Model 3 waiting list and has been since the day of the announcement. But they're both retired and rarely need a second car.
2: Right. But they could now take their Tesla long distance on their vacations. They bought a Kia
0: Soul. I know, the hamster car. They did. They bought a Kia Soul. So that's cool. That uh, support, we're going to assume they did that because uh, they're supporting brakes. Probably not, because they probably bought it a while ago. But they sent us a lovely picture. They got a red Tesla, the car Mel wanted originally, and a blue Kia Soul. With a white top. Very, very nice. That would be red, white, and blue. And he loves it. He loves the Kia Soul.
2: It's a fun car. It's not a Tesla. It's a fun car. Who's from our next letter from? Who's who's from the letter that is next from? Paul Burton is who it's from. Autonomous Motoring Hearings Committee. I heard this on NPR that there were uh, a, a number of meetings about autonomous driving. He says, uh, inquiry here from the department responsible for ADR homologation. Got that? Nope. That's sort of the process of the car driving uh, – all the cars driving using the same kind of system. Mm-hmm. And so this was interesting that the uh, federal regulators, they had this meeting trying to push forward um, autonomous driving standards mm-hmm. and how to test them since this is not something that's been on the radar of the federal testing agencies. And they are all pushing this. We talked about it I think a couple of weeks ago because it just shows how – fast autonomous driving is going to come to the forefront that we're all going to enjoy this unless you drive a limousine or a taxi and i feel your pain i'm sorry uh in fact there's a there's a story all about a new autonomous big rig that's coming out Marr. i think it's uh, that's
0: my autonomous big rig sound <laughs> in case you were wondering okay robert that's it that's it. We've been talking for a very long time. Mel's not even here, and this show's over two hours long. What is going to happen when all of those times I said, well, what do you think, Mel? How long is this show's going to be nine hours long? And he's going to have to read the rest of the letters from all of the people who wrote in in the last week. There were a lot of them. You know why? Why is that? We love them, and we want Mel to have feel like he's part of this show. Yeah. Because right now, he's probably out there in Hawaii. Oh, I wish I could be part of Talking Tesla. And it's probably really affecting him emotionally to not be here. Let's leave the rest of it for him. Robert, I think we did an excellent job in Mel's absence, as it were. One might even say he's the appendix
2: to this show. He's a little... (laughs) He's like a little... And bit. I don't know. I'd say I there are others among us who might get inflamed and raging and <laughs> need to be cut out sometimes. I think
0: in each of our own ways, we're all the appendix of this show. Oh, that's That might be the next t-shirt Does somebody creates. Does that mates Cece the large bowel? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. But this has been a lot of fun, Robert. I think it's been good. It's good Monday. The people will speak. Yeah. And, and they we will look forward it. to your letters. Yeah. See you next week. Thanks to all you Patreons, new, old, and uh, future.
2: Future, future.
0: Adios, child.
2: Fully boo out!
1: Just when I thought the show couldn't get stupider, I leave, and it gets stupider. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I thought they did a fantastic job, but let's do some of the letters that they didn't have the time, the energy or the interest in doing. Remember, I did. I cared. I got out of my own way while sitting in Hawaii, drinking a Mai Tai, and did letters. Here they are. Marlo Zwedinski, who's been um, on the show a number of times in terms of uh, letters, has one here. He's talking about Model S, Model years versus production year. And I'm not really sure what Marlo was getting at exactly, but I can tell you this. He did send a picture of a gigantic, overwhelmingly large diesel engine, the biggest in the world. And, i got to tell you, it is ridiculously large and spewing forth of bad things. But um, we'll put a link in the show notes because you got to see it to believe it. Ben Brown sends us a letter from the UK, and his business is basically to deal with towing, fitting tow bars and hitches and all this stuff. And was wondering whether we think that autonomous vehicles in the future will have this capacity. And I'd say absolutely. I think where autonomous vehicles is going is to do everything that occurs now, and more of it and of course the ability to tow things heavy things and not so heavy things will be part of that yeah you'll have to tweak your autonomous driving algorithm a little bit but i think this is going to be relatively easy to do and it'll make a lot of these cars even more functional so you could basically just have a box of a car it doesn't have to have anything special at all it just is an autonomous box with a big battery and has uh, a lot of towing capacity And you could pull a whole bunch of stuff. So I think autonomous vehicles are going to come in all shapes and sizes. And some of those shapes and sizes are going to be weird to us because you don't need a cab. You don't need all the creature comforts. You can just have a big box with a battery that tows things around to people's places or to Amazon or to wherever. So I think, yeah, towing is going to be huge in the autonomous future. Pierre Uclo, I don't know if that's right, Pierre, forgive me. Pierre from Switzerland says this. Look, he talked a number of times about your EV car powering your house, and he says this idea is already in progress in the Netherlands in a project called the Dutch Living Lab Smart Charging. And he's got a link there which shows that they're trying to open source these data protocol transfers that ease communication between all the actors in the infrastructure that you would need to pull this off in an efficient way. So I'm excited that this is actually already occurring in some forward-thinking places because, again, with these giant batteries in a smart grid, smart house system, this could be an enormous amount of backup and really useful to reduce grid stress and also to help you when the lights go out. Corey Boiling sends us a letter, and it's about, um, instead of using lithium batteries, you use sodium and you use glass instead of sort of usual cathodes and anodes, And this is actually a technology which has been developed by a guy called Goodenough, who was actually the co-inventor of lithium-ion battery. And as always with this sort of research stuff, they say they're going to be able to triple the density. It's going to be fast charging. You're going to, be able to have lots and lots of cycles, and it's not going to be a problem. And I say, bring it on. I'm so excited about this. But there are so many of these articles, so many of these researchers coming out and saying this stuff. And the question I always have is, how much? And when will it come to market? And they never really talk about it in these articles, because that's the hard part. ElectroMan tells us that we need to get on the Tesla Motor Club forum, and yeah, we're definitely planning on doing that. And Brett with one T, not Brett, but Brett, says interior options. He goes through, there's um, a lot of different interior options. He thinks that there'll be basically three minimum for the Model 3, a tan, a white, and a black. And goes through, you know, that there's probably somebody in the background there that's deciding what type of options you can have because some things are not available in the X and the S and they're probably sort of design um, implementations that somebody there just doesn't like the way some of these different ways you theoretically could configure the internal of your car, you actually cannot. And he also much more importantly says this, look, if you go back and look at the videos from the beginning, The Model 3 trunk really hasn't changed. We've made it sound like there's been this big change in the way the Model 3 trunk works from last week or the week before we talked a lot about it. And he also said that uh, if you want to have sort of a hatchback, a full hatchback opening, you're not going to see that till Model Y. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I might actually skip Model 3 because the car I think I really want is a Model Y. I want an X with 300 miles range and no effing falcon wing doors. And uh, a hatchback. That's what I want. And I think that's Model Y. And notice on the earnings call, not a word was said. Not a word was said about Model Y. You're not going to hear anything about that until at least 2000 and, I don't know, probably second half of 2018 they might start getting serious about it. Pierre's Dawson-Damer, who's from Hobart, mate, um, asked us about, Tours. He's coming into the US and wanted to talk about you know, how you get a Tesla tour and a SpaceX tour. Look, if you've got a Model X, you can just call um, or email Tesla and schedule a factory tour. It's part of the deal of buying that ridiculously expensive car. Now, in terms of SpaceX, I'm not so sure. The reason we got to go through SpaceX is because Robert, who's a friend of the show, actually works at SpaceX and got us in down there. So otherwise, I'm not sure. I think you're just going to have to call and ask but i got to say, it is totally worthwhile. The, the SpaceX tour is really fascinating. They're building rockets, ladies and gentlemen. They're building rockets. Got a really interesting email here from Rolf Silky and Kyle the Dog. They're talking about there are trucks now that are like the vault. And there's this company. Go check them out. It's called, uh, where is it? Viamotors.com. V-I-A-Motors.com. And they electrify big trucks and turn them basically into plug-in electric vehicles. This is fascinating. I'm going to go into more detail in the coming weeks because I want to find out more about it, costs. and um, But that's just a heads up. If you're looking for a truck, there's a company that looks like they do third-party modifications of current trucks that electrify them. Paul Wellington, who's from New Zealand, which is funny because his name is Wellington, and of course there's Wellington in New Zealand, a.k.a. Kiwi Paul. He's a Patreon subscriber, and we were talking about carbon uh, credits. And he said in New Zealand, and he's involved with this, there are forestry investments where you can put cash in and help to regrow forests. And he shows me some great pictures of this. I love this idea. I don't know the economics. I don't know how effective. That's uh, for another show, at another time, another interview, because I really want to start focusing in on how you do carbon credits as a person, as an individual, when you go on a flight, when you're driving your car, for your family, for your business. I do this through a group called Terrapass. But I've got to tell you, honestly, I haven't done the homework as to how effective this really is and who's the best at it. So, Kiwi Paul, if you've got any more information, let me know. Michael Sullivan says, you know, the cheapest way to generate revenue based on usage when it comes to cars is a tires tack, No chips, no tracking needed. I've never counted up all the taxes, but wouldn't that make your tires, Michael, incredibly expensive? And wouldn't there be a revolt because you can hide some taxes because you're paying for it over time. But if every time you had to change the tire on your car, it was like $1,000 per tire or $2,000 per tire. Wouldn't people freak out about that? And finally, Jaron Christensen says, "Uh, guys, why aren't you on the Tesla EM Facebook page? All right, this is for ER docs that own Teslas. We kind of are. We're not as uh, busy as we should be, but we will. Look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, that's all the letters we have for this month. I'm sorry I couldn't be in studio with the guys. I really miss them, although it's not bad being here on Maui, hanging out with the birds and the uh, ocean, as it were. Next week, we're actually going to try something new. I think it's next week or the week after. We're actually going to have our first, our very first advertiser. We're pretty excited to tell you about them. Um, It's a green investing company. We'll tell you more about it next week. We're going to do some interviews with the people from the company. And uh, I hope this is the beginning of something beautiful, because if we can find good people to do advertising with, then we can improve the quality and the scope of this program. And that's something that I really want to do. This is more than just about Tesla. This is about us really being part of the discussion about a renewable future in terms of cars and, you know, everything. So more on that in the next uh, couple of weeks. My name's Mel Herbert. He was Tom Wolfson, and that was Robert Rosenblum. This is Talking Tesla. Thanks to CC for putting this together. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.
2: Talking Tesla
1: is a production of Fooly Incorporated, produced by Mel Herbert and CC Herbert, hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenblum. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking tesla. And finally... If you love the show, write us a review on iTunes.